You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Face cover of True Colors. It's like <laughs> fucking awful. It's like real rough. And then, and in many ways, we're going to see your True Colors tonight. Are you? Are you? Which color is that? <laughs> color red? Yes. I guess we're rolling. I guess you're we're coming, on. I mean, you know, like you're coming in. You're coming in hot with a lot of anger. Tonight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am enraged. I mean, if you can, see, you can't see it because it's radio. But I am wearing a red. That is true. Red is the angriest that, like, color goes from red into raging white yes <laughs> its face and it gets red again at the bottom oh my god is it um that's how angry i am oh my god you hit a red level and then you go in, you go into white where normally you'd punch somebody and then you go right back into red so you're always your, your baseline level is red white is where and, you get so angry you actually like black out you don't remember <laughs> what you did you know yeah, that's Has, right have my, you ever my resting level is just rage <laughs> It's like my core temperature is yes. just ice cold. You, you, the, the rage you've, that you punch your windshield in your car so hard you you cause a spider web. <laughs> you get so mad that you have to pay for Which it. Which I've done before. I did that too. I did, yeah. Many times. High five. If you weren't so far away, I would five you, man. 
Andrew. Oh, here we go. There we go. That's the E major chord. That is yeah. E major. Just That's... want to throw that in there for a second. E major sound check. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, so, I've, I'm controlling my rage well these days. Yeah, it's good. What is the major? Uh, what are you raging about lately, though? We want to really bring it up. Oh man, I mean, so much can get you down. You know, like what aren't you angry about? What but, aren't? I mean. Okay. I'm not angry about this podcast. That's good. <laughs> good. I mean, yeah. that would yeah. that would be awkward. I like I like food and I like guitars and friends. Okay. I like little kittens. No, <laughs> we have. There's one. There's a. She's not really a kitten, but she's a cat, and she'll probably make an appearance in a little I was while. Is it the same cat? It's the same, same cat. Same cat. Yeah, I was wondering about her. She's chilling. What's her name? Clementine. Clementine. Also known as cat ass juice. The, yeah, the cat responsible for the cat ass juice in episode 17. How do you know the episodes? These things happen. Andrew, do you know that I sometimes, when I miss you, I listen back to old podcasts That's and weird. it's like you're there with me? Because a lot of times I stare off, like where I live in my, in my room, there are two windows. Thank you for the mood music. There are two windows. And there's not a lot of air circulation, so I lay there and I think, what have I done with my life, first of all, which I always do. Right, it's healthy. Second of all, yeah. Second of all, I think, mm-hmm. what if I, you know, do I have any friends? No. And then I think about Andrew, and I'm like, God, I, I hope that he, maybe he thinks of me once in a while, because I'm thinking of him. And then, that, then I think, <laughs> then I'm thinking, you know... And then, you know, there it goes, pretty much. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do, does he think of you when you're not with him? Yeah, Andrew. How about it? Um, I feel like I'm on the hot seat right now. I oh. actually forgot your name today. I came home and I was like, oh, what's his name is coming? Ah, uh, you know, you just say that, so I'll get so down. <laughs> he's he's just trying to play it cool. Don't I make, just I now I want you. Go, I just want you to see. I I think about you often. Don't make me go red, white, red, motherfucker. <laughs> red, white, red. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's like the Lebanese orchestra flag. <laughs> that's the Symbianese uh, red, red, white, red. Yeah, red lorry. Red, red, red lorry. Red lorry. Red lorry. Like yellow lorry. My favorite industrial band from the eighties. My favorite country. Were you? Uh, yeah, I think you were. Were you in that band? Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry. Red, don't try and don't try and click hole me into saying Glory. <laughs> <laughs> My God girlfriend's watching, listening to the show. Is she right She's now? She's watching. She's outside. She, uh, yeah, yeah. There's eat, somebody on the roof over there with a spyglass. Put my phone up and record this while we record it. You can do whatever you'd like in this earth. There's no really? rules here. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a free a safe, zone. Is it a safe? This place? is a safe place. This is a safe. This is a judgment-free zone. Also a safe place. Imagine you're on a long car ride and you can drift off and talk about and do whatever you'd like. Which is what Andrew and I used to do. We are, More or less. We, uh, we could say we're, we we haven't done, in probably two years, we haven't done a destination call. That is true. You we are in a park. Spot? We are in the parking lot of the Shoney's uh, outside of... <laughs> we're in a Shoney's parking lot outside of... Um, where's a really dirt spot? What was sh- that sh- spot? Sh- show me. That, um, <laughs> Your Shoney's. Parking lot of Shoney's. Shoney's has a wicked salad bar. Right, and you can I mean, I, I hated the food, but five ninety nine. They were pretty fair about the salad. Have bar. you ever been at Chi-Chi's before? Never oh, gone, never gone to Chi-Chi's. I have, yeah. Yeah, and my grandfather was really into Chi-Chi's. Central New York. 
Mm-hmm. Is that Mexican American food? Yeah, like, that's mostly. It's like chili. You can still right? find uh, it's you like, can still find Chi-Chi's brand salsa in like really ghetto supermarkets. Oh yeah, still there. Okay, it's like Mexican American. It's like um, old El Paso. <laughs> yeah, level. like New York City. Like I'm thinking. Get a rope. <laughs> too soon, man. Too soon. It's too soon. Can't, it's too soon to lynch. Speaking uh, of too, speaking of too soon, this is a preview. We're going to be talking about our personal 9-11s tonight. It's oh, perfect. True. It's wonderful. That's a great theme for this show. A show. A show. Personal, personal 9-11s. 9/11s. Personal 9-11s. A like a dark theme. Like. Personal 9-11. It's coming faster than anything at all. <laughs> okay. Blink and you'll miss it, but it'll hurt bad. Completely out there. Personal 9-11, it's coming. We've all had one oh. in our lives. So. <laughs> wow. Oh, don't make me bust out the beat, because that's going to suck, man. <laughs> that's... that's <laughs> in the darkness, I saw a light of... Personal 9-11, why are you happening again? <laughs> it again. seems I just got out alive <laughs> from your talons. <laughs> I brushed off the dust only to find I'm in the middle of an eye of a storm that's brewing today. Again. <laughs> That's E minor. That's really good. Within, I think it'd be better in the C though. Oh, wait. oh, that's a little too positive. Yeah, too positive. Um, yeah. What yeah. am I looking for? It's like it's this two. Yeah. Do you go. think the C, the yeah. dark C, <laughs> the dark C, the dark C? This time, not in the morning, <laughs> like it was way back then in 2001. <laughs> 2000 and when? Uh, why? I'm going posy. Okay, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Here it is. I'm walking out of. The, I'm walking out of this 9/11. Alone, my head held high. My head held high, <laughs> knowing that this is the only 9/11 that can, you know, happen again. Afford. Right afford. Afford. <laughs> it's the only 9/11 that can afford right now. <laughs> that last 9/11 set me. My last 9/11 set me back like a couple thousand bucks for right. real. And so, a band, so we're doing personal 9/11s. Oh yeah. My personal 9/11 oh, personal. set me back two that. grand and a band. Or we, oh yeah, you, we, we covered your 9/11 in great detail. Should we open like a chain of convenience stores instead of 7-Eleven, just 9-Eleven? 9-Eleven. <laughs> happened right. again. It and sells then, like supplies for your mental breakdown, like only kit. ice cream and, and like. Instead of like we blunts. serve you, and instead of like them serving you quickly, you better get in and out quickly. You know, because it's like I hear you. Yeah, pretty much. So that's your personal 9-Eleven plan. Yeah. Like, 
This is okay. how I'm going to capitalize. Way off to of way to totally like personal 9/11. Scoot around the fat like talking about your personal 9/11. I know. You totally sidestepped 9/11. <laughs> I'm business oriented. What can I say? <laughs> how dare you sidestep 9/11? Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think we all I said this to you earlier Hans. I think we all dodged an airplane there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, who would like to go first? And this is real talk. No singing. No fucking laughing. No, you can still still. Can I hold the guitar? Oh yeah, hold the guitar. Oh, watch Play by it. all means. I mean, we'll probably need some background music. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, you I, see what it says. I get out of here. This guitar kills every. No one. No one. <laughs> every no one. This it also says. It also says I love no Iraq. It does say I. It says I heart Iraq. 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 So I've I've already talked about my personal nine eleven in great detail for over three hours at, on episode eleven, eerily enough. So I think it was episode ten. It was episode ten. Did it was my nine ten. For your episodes, or are they just numbers? Uh, this is it's called episode ten. Don't leave the tour. Don't believe the. Don't leave the tour. Oh, okay. yeah. Did you leave the tour? Like, <laughs> in spectacular fashion, fine, he left the fine. tour. Just in a fireworks fine. display of sadness. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Fine. I'll bite. You can give a, you can give a, <laughs> a quick breakdown. All right, Blake. This is funny because these are both stories we've already told. Because yeah. my 9-11 was doing fucking the, the festival where I like uh, my brain broke. talk about so, that every yeah. two episodes. You were playing a festival and your brain broke? My brain absolutely <laughs> fucking like I lost my brain for about 48 hours. Were you rad during that time or were you just like a wreck? No, I was an absolute wreck. It was... It was rough. It was. I was the worst person to be around in the Western Hemisphere at that point. It was wild. <laughs> Where was the festival? Uh, sunny, sunny, uh, sunny yeah, California. Yeah. A place Lo, that was Los too Santos. warm for me to be wearing a jacket. Los Santos. <laughs> it was in Los Santos. <laughs> it was. Um, it sounds pretty heavy. It was in San Pedro. Yeah, it was a wild, time. wild couple, uh, couple hours. Rock and, like you were playing rock and roll on stage at a festival in LA. That was before that. I, um, I, I think I described it as I, I went into the show and realized that everything I had done for... I, I'm sorry to everyone listening because I've talked about it a lot, but this is uh, purely for your benefit. Realized that everything I had done for like the past six to ten years of my life was an absolute waste of time and like the reality egg shattered for a minute and... Uh, mm. Yeah, I got, oh God. Right. <laughs> got, got, got. I got a case of the deep darks. You got a case of the, the too many shows. The way too many shows. We're on, yeah. we're on a grueler. That was, yeah. a, that was a bleak scene. Yeah. So I won't. I won't bore everyone with the story again. But yeah, yeah I, I, I don't think. Ass. I don't think I'll bore anyone with my story either. We've all heard it before. <laughs> God. What's your nine eleven? No, yeah, no, I know. No. Right, fine, 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 fine. Well, my nine eleven's not cute or fun or cheerful. Oh, mine was cute. Say. Mine was cute. It was kind of cute. It's not a really good uh, fine. podcast. You know, I left the tour. <laughs> <laughs> I left the tour. I didn't know what was in store. Well, I did. Oh, it hurt bad. No. Never mind. No. <laughs> that song can be applied to anything. I'm telling you. Yeah, any, any tragedy. I left... I love how it sounds. It does sound like like Raven. It's like it does. those are like metal riffs. That's kind of a little yeah, a little Stranglers kind of darkness. Yeah, like. I love the Stranglers. Better watch out for Sean Duty. <laughs> Better watch out for Sean. We, when we were we had a guy in our band named Sean Duty. 
I remember that. Yeah, from and the show. when the songs we used to play the song "Skin Deep" by the Stranglers over and over again in the van, and we used to say, "Better watch out for Sean Duty," and he used to get so <laughs> mad. Ugh. And we'd be like, "Sean Duty, why would somebody have to watch out for you?" And he'd be like, "Fired." I probably kicked their ass, <laughs> and we'd be like, and I, of course, me being like a metalhead jock, I'd be like, yeah, right, like, you could kick someone's ass. So many regrets. It was Sean Duty a little frail? Like, no, it's not. Why do you hate Sean Duty so much? We love, Sean Duty. we love him. We love him. It's me. Lot. I'm. I'm but you created a 9/11 situation for him. Yes. He had. Really he had a spectacular 9/11. That, that was wild. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All because you would just play the Stranglers over and over. Well, and he had, kind he of. had a, a 9-11 over you making fun of the gin blossoms, wasn't there? Or like the no, gin no, blossoms uh, was involved or th- some No, shit. no, and Heathrow Airport, we had our, a bad argument about Nirvana. No, and I mean the most recent, when Sean oh. brain fucking evaporated a few months oh, ago, yeah, there was no. something about the gin blossoms in there that was like... <laughs> no, it was about mineral. Apex of ridiculum. It, it was, was about, about mineral. mineral. Yeah, you're right. Where I was like, I don't like mineral. And he's like, let people like what they like. And I was like, okay. And then he like freaked out. And then out. explosion imminent. This was on Facebook.com. <laughs> on, online? You, yeah. You were was, fighting about mineral? Yeah. Well, no, we fought about it's mineral. more embarrassing than it sounds. All right. Well, I got to read your uh, the thread there. Now it's gone. Oh yeah, it's Can fully deleted. It no, he. Uh, <laughs> somebody reported us to Facebook, and it was too intense, so they took it down. <laughs> no, no, he uh, he uh, canceled his Facebook completely. So, Sean Duty, why shut it down? Perfect. Turn it off so it stops. I can't believe this is happening to me again. <laughs> I thought we were the best of friends, but I guess we need a break, maybe forever, or maybe just a year. Okay, hopefully a year. Or two. Yes. Please come. Or three. Or four. Or five. Or Sean, call me. Sean Duty. Yes, yes, perfect. <laughs> Just call me, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, Leave me alone. I'm going to give my 60-second nutshell of my, right, I won't interrupt my personal 9-11. So uh, the 60-second. So three, two, one. The you, don't six, need, you don't need to count it in. I just press pause. It's, oh, it's, I know, but it's I cool gonna, like I was, that. But I was going to count in my uh, my sixty second nutshell. 60 oh, perfect. Second interval by the vapors. Now you want to? You might want to play some. Yes. You might want to play some. Play. Okay. Well, what I want you to do, since you have a guitar, and this is totally great. Got my pick, and I got my glasses too, which is important. perfect. I want you to play emotional music while I give you my sixty second nutshell. Personal nine eleven. Really? Them. You want like emotional music? Yeah. For it? If you can. Dramatic, kind of dark. Yes. Okay. Let let's hear it. What do you, we've been using E minor all night, but I think we should change it up. The, C, the stuff you're doing with C was good, like a, like a like a like a dark C. There right. you go. Perfect. Ready. <clears throat> and go. Okay, so I met a woman on the internet, and it was cool, and we didn't ever really talk about sex or anything. And we talked on the phone every night. And then I, we went on a European tour, and it was cool. And I was, like, calling her internationally on payphones and shit. Like, already kind of obsessive. I came back from the European tour. Triumphant European tour. It was great. <clears throat> and then I flew out to where she lived in Seattle. 
and had like great like porn 30 sex, seconds. like porn sex, like perfect sex, great. And I became mentally it made my head pop, and I was like, wow, a woman finally likes me. And then we went on a U.S. tour, and I was obsessed with her. <clears throat> and I was, <laughs> I had many plans to leave the tour, and like in St. Louis, I bought plane tickets to fly to Seattle, and then we never actually went. I never went to the airport, so I wasted money. And then uh, I finally left the tour in Los Angeles. And that's time. Shit. Damn it. All right. You can Supp- it supplemental. Out. It's all good. <laughs> so, I left the, so I left the tour in Los Angeles after like a grueling tour. Left the tour in Los Angeles. Um, <clears throat> made the singer of the band pay for my plane ticket to Seattle so I could see this woman. And then Shit had the move. And then as uh, they... The band moved up to Seattle to play a fest, and I had the balls to call them and say, well, I'm going to play with you guys, even though I just quit the band. I still want to play. So I played, and uh, and then I stayed with her in Seattle, and it didn't work out. And, and then I uh, had like a big mental breakdown, and I worked at a reform school for two years. The end. Oh, wait, that was... Yeah. Reform school was after that. I know it was. Wow, interesting. My, my yeah. timeline's all fucked up. Yeah, that was it. That was the... Uh, it was a good 9-11. <laughs> what took us three hours... What took me three hours to tell? Took me... You were, you were working seconds. through some stuff when we it's, did that. You, know you were in like, a lot of pain. What we just did is like 8 Mile. <laughs> you know, the director said upon watching the completed... Um, I heard the story that upon seeing the completed film... The film ends with Eight Mile, yeah. the title track. And somebody in the film in the film production said, Wow, Eminem just did in four minutes what we took two hours to do in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it though. Pretty Worth much it. good exactly. ride all yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. I also Pretty read much. something I'm about No, I mean I'm I'm on that bus all the way. Yeah. How uh the last scene where they're uh, what what do you call it in rap culture when you, you have a showdown? Rap battle. A rap battle, that's it. During the rap battle scene, that if you pay attention the proper way, you effectively can get an MBA from that scene in, in, uh, in the way they do it, which I thought was interesting. Okay, so, Blake, you are on the floor is yours. Your personal 9-11 go. I wish I had a snare drum to yeah. do a drum roll. Mine was a psychedelic 9-11, personal 9-11. Okay. Spidery, jagged. A lot of dark times in my apartment where I would. Where was it? Well, I was in Windsor Terrace. Windsor, Ontario. Windsor Iscariot. Chariot. Chariot. (laughs) Perfect. I was was in my chariot over there in Windsor Terrace. Oh, okay. 11218, Brooklyn. Great. When the planes hit the towers. Oh. Okay. That's the opening chord to 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins. This chord? Yeah. Wait, no, it's this one, isn't it? Wait. There's some pretty, like, pretty guitar in that song. There is. 
James, which has courtesy of James my personal oh, Sorry, we're off the rails as usual. Um, <clears throat> oh, off the rails. We could talk about that later, too. Mm. Um, yeah, I totally lost it, man. I went right off the, over the guardrail <laughs> through the windshield of love and was like... <laughs> <laughs> through the windshield of love. Yeah. yeah that's that's the old that, bathtub jam. <laughs> is that real? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it's, that. I don't know. Hitting their, their chords are too crazy for me to do, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got the opportunity to talk about steel pole bathtub. I know it happens so rarely in life. <laughs> STBT man, those are my my kindreds from San Francisco. That's One of my fave live acts. Cool. Yeah, I had no I had no 911 with them. No, yeah, no personal nine eleven with yet. the, the members of Steel. That came the, later. The member, <laughs> members of Steel Paul Bathtub uh, uh, <laughs> held you down in some shitty backstage room with black flag bars painted on the wall and <laughs> the Steel Paul bath debacle. Yeah, you were in the bathtub after a particularly long night, and the members of Steel Paul Bathtub <clears throat> broke into your apartment thinking you weren't at home. And you encountered them nude, naked and fearless. Um, and they were like, holy shit, we thought you weren't home. <laughs> and you were like, fucking wrong move. I used to be a bit, I'm a big fan of your music, but you turned out to be fucking shit people because you're trying to rob my place. <laughs> you're trying to steal my CRT TV. Yeah. Trying to steal my, my, trying to steal my sat nav. And uh, the rest is personal 9-11 history. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much how it went down. <laughs> Except Steel Pole Bathtub wasn't anywhere near me okay, <laughs> when yeah. I had my own personal 9-11. Okay, so we'll get back to that. I'm just we, What we do is we, uh, being a fan of the drive, you know this, but we play scenario with people a lot. You play scenarios? Scenario. It's just like that. You just played a game. You just played a game called Scenario, where we tell you your story. And then you agree to whether it happened or not, and then we don't care what your answer. And we keep going. <laughs> it just continues. So what's it's the, the most what's fun the when you're trying scenario? to sleep in a van? That you were in, you were in your apartment, and in a steel, famous band, and steel pole bathtub broke into your house, thinking you weren't at home. Yeah, they burgled they, my <laughs> stuff. <laughs> they, they they prowled your stuff. They're pretty low down rockers when you think about it. <laughs> They're like filthy <laughs> guitar. <laughs> guitar was the, Mike Moraski, their guitar player, is just like. <laughs> They're like unwound. Really? But earlier. Okay. But slightly earlier. So slightly just like, earlier. Just before the 9-11 of Unwound <laughs> was the 9-11 of Steel Pole. <laughs> awesome. And people were just like, what do I do with this music? It's so crazy. <laughs> I've, I've, we... we talk about it nonstop for the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you were saying, sorry. Uh, you know, I think that my personal 9-11, and I don't want to sound romantic... But I think it turned out to be me. I was my own second 9-11. Oh, shit. Okay. Because I do... Uh, I need some theme music for this because it's a little dark. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's not the chord I want. <laughs> Fucking woman, whatever that chord is, if you could make that be a chord. It's uh, jump C, I think it's called. Jump E. It's drop D. That's what's throwing me off. Yeah, that's it? it. We'll just auto tune it. Yeah. And I'll you, talk, we'll fix it. Can you auto tune me in later? We'll yeah. fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. We're good. This whole Great. podcast is going to be auto tuned. Yeah. yeah. That probably was my 9 11. I was auto tuned by the, the um, independent music media. Really? When I released with my two confreres, Jawbreakers, Dear You. Let's get into that. That was like there's a certain journalist those were who, dark days. <laughs> so you released this record, uh, dare you? Yeah. <clears throat> and a particular journalist took a huge shit on it. Mm, I wouldn't call it a huge shit. I think it was like a a turd. <laughs> just a just a, like a, quest, a questioning quick, quizzical turd. A quick a quick one. Questioning quizzical quick shit on, <laughs> a quick on my shit. record. <laughs> Took a gas station and shit. And it just record. swooped up and moved along to shit on other people. Yeah, like so a ba- it was no like, biggie, like really. the baby Huey of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Went from one band to the next and sat on it and sat on it, roost, nurtured it, nurtured it for a while. Yeah, and then roosted, broke. and then when the egg broke open, the bird flew away and was like, yeah. <laughs> that's how reading that actually review really, felt for me. It's actually a really good way to put it. I'm out of I'm out of um water. Yeah. I'll see if I can dig some more out. I think we have ice, some more do you have ice water here. I think we have some more ice water. <laughs> <laughs> we're just drinking water tonight, guys. Just to let you know, we're up. Um, <clears throat> want a health kick? One of the air, one of the tenets, one of the air marks of this podcast is that it's always recorded under total sobriety. Well, strict strict adult supervision, to be sure. Yeah. Like, are you periscoping this? I don't know what that is. Periscope. I've actually never periscoped. How do you periscope? Hans is the only person on it. Yeah. It was periscope. What's it about? Someone wrote me about that, it's, and I was like, it sounds it, cool. I love submarines. You like, it's essentially like... You um, go on a submarine. Victoria's shooting fucking whatever. There's, there's a Miller Lite in there, too. There's a Miller Lite in there as well. Um, ooh. MGD? L? <laughs> <laughs> How do you turn this camera around? So does Periscope just you just hold up your item and it? It's like you can everything? take. Like I'll it's take like a, a live stream. Yeah, I'll do a Periscope. The five people that are on Periscope. I see. So everyone can watch it in real time. Mm, exactly. It's like a so you can make this podcast. You're basically a visually. cam girl for like 20 minutes. A cam girl. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like basically a cam girl. You have to be glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> a cam girl is a girl who has sex on camera live streaming. Oh, okay. So that's what's expected of you if you go on Periscope. So get is ready. It mostly that. It's I mostly mean, that. Kind of the primary users use it that way. They can. This is a very cheap way to get your name out in the sex world. Well, so this we're, is a, we work in a sexual world. Yeah. Industries. <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> What you might what you might be. not know about our guest is that he is a heavy heavy major player in the sex world. <laughs> I have been um, called handsome <laughs> by a few people. I've been called. Before. I've been known to before my personal nine eleven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we will get to. You've been known I was, as a, I, did, I did used to be called attractive when I was in terms twenty six. Yeah, me too. I had a brief I, moment where they I liked was, me. Yeah. They liked me. I had a brief moment where I was like so prim, so true, so real. 
to quote Metallica for a moment. And um, I felt you. Yeah, people call me handsome a lot. Handsome. Now I get like teddy bear. You were referred to as crushworthy by somebody who will remain name who will remain nameless. Uh, name, rename, name, nameless. Who? I don't know how to. Yeah, it's motherfucker. I said remain nameless. This, like, is it a woman or a man? Of course, it's a woman. Camera. Fuck. Who was it? Because I have this. I don't know how to. I like when I want to film you guys. I can't actually look through the lens finder. I'm just doing it. Oh, you're just gonna flip it around? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right? Is that how we do it? I don't know this phone. The flip around. It's a. It's a droid. A droid. <laughs> I think it's an Android Samsung. We can't make the phone film itself. That's the problem. It ain't gonna film I itself. Can't screenshot it, you know. That's the next wave. It's the phone. Phone yeah. filming itself. Phone film. Selfie. Oh, that would be great. That's like um, William Gibson's pattern good. recognition. It's like an Ouroboros. It's like an Ouroboros phone. The phone that films itself. Exactly. Chasing its own tail into infinity. Yeah. It's looking... No, now it's... No, are you, do you see me? Like, I'm looking at you right now. Okay, so that's normal. Like, <laughs> it's normal what you might, looking at What me. your listeners might not no, know I, is that... I don't know how to... Gabri is yeah, instructing Blake on how to use his phone too. for the first time. And then mostly film what we're doing here. Huh. I'm trying to periscope, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Blake is trying I'm to periscope. miserably. A stranger in a strange land. He is... Uh, this is how we this do it. This is a bunch of old people trying to figure out a phone. This is how we do it in little LA. We periscope... This is what we do. Wait, wait. What do you do in what do you do in Little Los Angeles? What do we do in Little Los Angeles, Andrew? Well, first of all, it's like no other place on earth. True. Mm-hmm. Secondly, like like one, no other place, no other place on earth. B, it's like if you think that you're um, like you're in your house and you think that you're you dress well and you're cool, you've got your you bleached your. If you're a woman, you bleached your hair. If, uh, if you're a man, I bleach my hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're a man, you bleach your. If you're, you know, you've got your your shit on right, and then you hit the streets, and you're like, I'm way off, because <laughs> <laughs> because everyone and I mean, you go on Graham Ave, and everybody is like booming. All right. If you if you even want to get a dirt, if you want to get a, a, a heads down nickel. You better be look. You better look your best. So you got to look your best when you come out the door in this. Place. That's the thing. If, if you come out, if you walk out to get the mail, <coughs> if you, you walk, dress up, you got to dress. Yeah, you better prim have polished. You better have prim, polish, but also look rugged, like rough, rugged, and raw. So you have to kind of make a balance because this is New York, and this, you know, you know, it's a New York thing, right? Well, you have to look super good, but like you didn't try. You've got to look good. That's not exclusive to Little Los Angeles, though. That's, oh, that's my neighborhood too. Mm. A little bit, yeah, is but more so here. Like this is the up. this is the epicenter. This is where fashion fashion trends can be made and broken in not even a day here. Wow! Like I walked down the street once, I had shades on, and by the end of the day, those shades weren't even cool anymore. Actually, Drake wrote a diss track about you. You get the other end of Graham Avenue, you're like, "Fuck, my yes. career's over." Drake Drake dropped in with a Canadian flag parachute. <laughs> Him and Meek were like, That's "So Canadian, man." That's so Canadian, right? Yeah, and they just they, they bombed your uh, shades. They bombed my shades. Um, on the real tip, someone offered me five dollars for my sunglasses today, and I said, 
Okay. Is that real? I swear to God. Wow. Huh. A guy who was um, holding up a fake, like, United, <laughs> like a UNICEF thing that has obviously been very weathered, and he's just, like, using it to scam money. Was like, and I was like, I'm good, man. And he's like, hold on. Uh, let me, like, where'd you get your sunglasses from? And I said, I got them for $5 at a kiosk in the mall in Albany, New York. And he's like, okay, $5. And he pulls out this gigundo wad of money. So I'm like, wow. And he broke off $5 for me. So I made $5 on this trip. No, you just made zero. Because you spent $5 you even on them. Out, you really? sold them for $5. You know, when people point out my shortcomings financially. <laughs> really I makes, do it a lot. Sends me off, man. Sends me into a tailspin. Why didn't you sell them for 7 or $10? I should have said these were $100. These are Giorgio's. Yep. These are per souls. These are 100%. Uh, that's what I want. A pair of per souls. <laughs> Steve are, McQueen edition? A pair of souls. Yeah, these are 100% Parasols. crisp. They're beautiful glasses. When yeah. I was in Italy a couple years ago, I just would ogle the sunglasses huts. Whatever they call them in Italy. <laughs> the sunglass hut? <laughs> you would ogle... Um, <laughs> I really did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I couldn't contain myself, but I didn't have the euros to buy the parasol, which was like about 70 euros or 80 Ooh, euros. Yeah, that's a that's a dent. Yeah, I didn't have that kind of scratch, so I would just yeah. look through the window at the at the sunglasses. <laughs> go someday, Blake. Someday you'll have I will a great make it classic like Bertolucci parasol. <laughs> someday I will make it back to Italy. By myself. No, with my father. <laughs> Someday I'll make it back with my father. Bring my father back. I want to you guys all land. to imagine traveling to Italy with your respective fathers. My like father. I just lost a year of my life just thinking about it. <laughs> Holy fuck! I've done that. Is that oh, a, man? Oh, that we had a blast. Really? Was, That's oh, nice. Man, it was so fun. We got robbed in Naples. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, tell us about that. What? What? what who was this with? It was with my dad. It was with your dad. Me and my dad when I was like. I think I was like 10. He would have been 30. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he took me to Europe for the summer. We trekked all over the place, and we, we had a great little tour of Italy. Went to Florence, bought some pottery. Do you know that you can get a tour of Italy at Olive Garden also? I go often <laughs> to remember those days. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so. And then you, everything was cool. No, it, it was all cool till, um we got to Naples and we ordered ice cream and we were eating it on the front of the bay at the front of the bay there was an air show so like the Italian air force came over like with blowing smoke out of the back of the jets you know <laughs> colored smoke this is so good it was amazing like who were the blue angels it was like that yeah and uh and we're eating ice cream looking out over the mediterranean and we noticed that the the ice cream was a little glassy. It was a little, felt like it was full of ice. It turned out to be glass. Like well, oh. crushed glass was in the cones, the gelato that we were licking. Yeah. And we, we, no one bit down on it, but we, like we spit it out. And my dad and I figured out, like, wow, there's glass in this ice cream. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like what the hell? literally glass. And then we went back to our hotel and we found out that our Duchevo, which we'd rented in, in France, to drive around in had been the trunk had been jacked so our luggage was gone that's sick <laughs> fuck <laughs> fucking citrons man yeah we, we still managed to have pizza out in the street little like personal pizzas little personal pan it, pizza Italian yeah like flat eight inches across 
we had really good pizza and um someone some man tried to buy me for the black market at the wow. end of the evening jesus he approached my dad and was like it was like belushi and blues brothers how like, much for the boy how much for the boy <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like didn't understand what was going on he was like what do you mean he's quantikasti <laughs> diafilia yeah i don't know what you said but i don't I think, think he said it right. as nicely as that though <laughs> he's like how much for the boy how much for the boy now what if your father was like how much? I mean, what are we talking here? Yeah, no, like, like well, let's. Uh, what let's are we talk talking around? like? What are we talking? How many uh, lira are we talking here? What I would love for my dad to have said would be, <laughs> "You, you can't afford him. <laughs> you couldn't I afford think, him." I think he said, um, "Get away from us." More <laughs> <laughs> yeah. logical word, response. Yeah. Not for sale, yeah. basically. <laughs> so I didn't get sold in Italy, which was great. That's good. That's actually Someone the best possible outcome. Someone tried to abduct great. me in. Uh, Port authority. Port authority, yeah. Someone tried to? Mm-hmm. Like, manually or like, I'm take, going to take you away? They were like, I was like, dangerous, dangerously close to missing my train. I couldn't find, or sorry, my bus. I couldn't find like the port that took me to the correct bus. So I'm kind of like running around. It's also like one in the morning too, right? It was like, it was, I remember it was, it was really like the late. last bus out. It wasn't that late. It, I think the buses stopped running there at like midnight. It's like mm-hmm. Escape from New York. Yeah. Where were you trying to get to? Uh, beautiful Albany, New York. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, and um, The Albany shuttle out of Port Authority. Yeah, the, like Adirondack Trail or whatever it's called. Yeah. And, World's uh, happiest bus. Crime bus. <laughs> Crime bus. So I'm just running around looking for like... World's happiest bus. Long you know, bus. The right Long door. Bus of tears. And uh, I'm like kind of asking people like, does anybody know? Just trying to find the bus before it leaves. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, just come with me. And I was like, no. No. Nope. And he was like, nope. yeah, yeah, just come. I'll give you a ride. And I was like, no. Like strong no. Nope. Hell no. And I wasn't even like an abductable age. Like I was a grown ass woman. I was like 23 or something. Yeah, you know, like old to be abducted. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably like right. I was probably about to become not valuable anymore. You know, I was like right on the cusp. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, You're losing value. Yeah, I was losing value by wow. the minute. And uh, he was like. Some, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just come with me. I'll, I'll take you there. And I was like, no, dude. Like, you're in crazy. And he was kind of like following me around, trying to course me to, to like you. get into his car. And Was he offering you a ride somewhere yeah. to get you to the bus or he was just all the way to Albany? <laughs> I mean, no. He was just to, trying to kidnap me. He was, he like, was like, no, maybe he just wanted to drive was, around. We're in New York. I have around. a car. I'm in high demand here. Oh, no, but that's like a time-honored... Let me play devil's advocate here for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's like a time-honored thing to do with a girl is to drive around, right? Just drive around and listen yeah, to music. Yeah, I don't think it was yeah, a, exactly. a chivalrous Maybe offer. Maybe he just wanted to drive around and listen to music, as Blake just said. Just wanted... You don't, you don't like music or driving around? He wanted to listen <laughs> to like deep you? Third Eye Blind tracks with me in the car and just kind of like get, get real like, deep. It's yeah. 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 Put on How's It Gonna Be. How's It Gonna How's Be. It yeah. And then just, just roll. When I abduct you. No, we were going up the F- you were going up the FDR and you're like, see, this isn't so bad. <laughs> and then it gets real bad. So is, welcome to your new life here in my car. I almost picked you up that night, too. I was in Albany and I was like, kind of like, all right, so I got to get on the highway. You're getting, you're getting like Liam Neeson. Like, yeah, I got to go fucking style, pick you up from like Port Authority. Andrew's about to give some street justice. I was gonna actually, I was gonna live the movie Adventures in Babysitting, where they have to go get Brenda at the fucking bus station. <laughs> Wait, you were involved in this 
as well. I was upstate. Well, I, was I was in Albany. I was just here. chilling out. But you're hearing about it on the phone, and yeah, I was. I was getting. Uh, you're getting Charles Bronson. You're uh, yeah, Jackson seriously. Bronson. Yeah, I was getting. Uh, you're just like, what do I have a death wish? What was that Charles Bronson <laughs> movie where his daughter's touched on the subway by the Japanese guy, and he goes really off the rails and gets wildly racist? That was that was my uh, that was my thing. That you was Japanese, go right? You were gonna go Bernie Getz on this. Show, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Second Bernie Getz yes. reference in uh, what three episodes? Uh, it is my. It is my. Pure hope. Have you ever experienced pure hope? Is my pure hope that we <laughs> reference Bernie Getz on every podcast? We could probably just get the dude. You get Michael Sliwa. I mean, get any of them. They're all around. This, most right. of them are still alive, the ones that didn't shoot themselves. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I want Bernie Getz in my house. Blake, so that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> Blake, if I move back to New York, would you like to become uh, Guardian Angels? <laughs> I am a Guardian Angel. I'm the Saint Alexander. Okay. My first name. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I, I was thinking so about. I, think I, am. I mean, I was talking about walking around in silk jackets with red berets. That sounds like on. it checks out. Yeah, that's yeah. legit. If you look in the dictionary of saints, I think there is a Saint Alexander who probably looked out for people. <laughs> when he could. I think that's what they all do, red right? Silk jacket yeah, they, just, they, they do what they can where they can, and then they usually are assassinated. But they're just trying to rub two two dollars together. We're just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to get two dollars to rub together. That's all. Yeah, and you know, life. I would be a, a um, an honorary member of the Warriors. You would, because I'm kind of in their district, Coney near Coney Island. You would be like an Ajax. How far is Windsor Terrace like from Swan. Coney? Swan. No, yeah, you are more of a Swan. Ajax was like, Ajax yeah, he, was, he, Ajax he, was, he, was, was a Paulo. He was a psycho. He was, he was a great fighter. Well, yeah, but you know how he got pinched. Just yes, trying, to make, trying to make time with that female cop. Baser he, instincts. He blew it. Yeah, he, he, he lost. He fell victim to the base instincts. He lost his um, mission oh. statement. In the middle of the night, when you're trying to get away from uh, the entire city, you, that you have that on your mind? Well, when you run across a beautiful Puerto Rican woman sitting on a bench who invites you to come sit down next to her. That's happened. Even the greatest heroes... Yeah, like Ajax. For that <laughs> There's like Michael Jordan, Ajax from the Warriors. They've all fallen victim <laughs> at one point to yeah. the woman. They've the much power as, of the siren is like undeniable. Power, right? yeah. Much like many people in our lives have fallen victim to the poppy. Sure. You some people fall victim to the flower, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And there's a you know there's a time and a place for. Eating lotus blossoms <laughs> on an on a kind of deserted island, <laughs> a semi-deserted semi island, semi-deserted with with a mere landing strip. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So I think I'd identify with you know I like the baseball theories. Yeah, um, they were cool. And I like that were... unnamed Irish gang that rode a roller skates and like had. Oh yeah, those guys were good. Like, you the, could be in that gang. Like, I thought they the were basic cool. yeah. the electric could terminators like... or some shit like that. Actually, they had it on the back of their jackets. Yeah. I like the wife, the women who were just in the house, and, oh, the then, all this, and then they oh, went. The Lizzies. The Lizzies were great because then, like, they were like chilling, and the dudes were like, "Yes, finally, we're gonna have a place to sleep. We're probably gonna get laid. We're definitely drinking. Everything's cool." And then they pull guns and start yeah, trying like, to fucking kill them. It's so good. Yeah, and then they all start making out, and that's yeah. when it just the shit goes haywire. Pops off. Pops off because you know the women. They have all. They I mean obviously they have all the cards. The men are like clay in their hands, and they're like, "We're gonna fucking bust these guys off." Boom. Well, that's the beauty of the Odyssey. It's really, the film is about the vulnerability of men. It's true. So would I, mean, I be like the Leona Barrett? Be like, you Leona. know, the, D, the DJ slash 
No, um, no, no. She could. would be the she would be the woman who follows with the warriors. Deborah Van Valkenburg from Deborah. Schenectady, New York. As, uh, as the she? case may be, yeah. Yeah, I think you would be. I feel like you'd be more suited to run with the orphans for a while. <laughs> Thank you. And you're like, yeah, you know, they're a cool bit, set, but then you then you have to break away, and you're like, man, you guys ain't nothing. You ain't showing me nothing. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then you would find these like these travelers. <laughs> they're just these train hoppers. These as I want to do. Yeah. yeah, just some drifters, but kind of with some some cred. And, and you might want to go along with them and see what happens. Yeah. So, what when, was the name of the heroine of the Odyssey? What was yeah, I name? think you're asking the wrong room, man. I don't know. Oh, Too Close for Comfort? Oh, uh, um, uh, I love Too Close for Comfort. Yeah. Wasn't she one of the, the two women on the show? The program? No. I don't think so. Uh, I only remember Jim J. Bullock from right. Too Close for Comfort. Whoa. Oh, Popo L.A. popping off. They That's shoot. The up a Is this what happens in little Los Angeles? Yeah. It's like they run around with sirens. It's like on? this, and then there's a church on the corner that plays. It's just like drums and a guy is singing. I like that church. It's good. There's also. It's real. Good. It's like Godhead yeah. Silo, the church. Out front or just inside? Inside. Like? It's, it's like a little rec room inside and like folding chairs and that. I like the so storefront church kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very much. And then they have like a flea market, which Hans uh, went to today. Oh, you went to that? How was that? Score? You... Uh, I just, I just, uh, I only scored memories. Whoa! Like, I hit a great, and I don't want to derail us from this odyssey we were going on, <laughs> but I hit a great yard sale um, over in the terrace where I live in Windsor Terrace slash Kensington, Brooklyn. S- some neighbors of mine had set up all their good stuff like. Last, I think it was two last weekend, and I found a, um, you know, those things that are for playing your iPod. It's an alarm clock. It's called like iHome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're kind of nicely contoured. I found like it's like a wood piece. It can be wooden or just colored plastic or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, it's you know, yay big. You can all see this on radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, Imagine just picture- it's the size of a bread box. That's when it's I, a little I say, smaller yeah. than a bread box. Yeah. Yeah. I say picture in your mind's eye before I, uh, just picture in your mind's eye. If you can, contoured plastic. Yeah. If you can imagine like something yay big, I don't know, like, like a PS2 or oh, something. Yeah. Perfect. Like a, a Wii system. A Wii. Yeah. A Wii controller. Um, and it was the Kermit edition. So it's <gasps> a green alarm clock. Love it. With Kermit on the speaker over this, like, painted over the speaker wire in the front, and he can play your iPod. But it can only play Rainbow Connection. On mine. On mine. Only Willie's version, yeah. (laughs) Willie and Kerm, like, the the duet. (laughs) I'm already crying just thinking about it. Oh, my God. So that was five, and it was five. I was like, how much is this? And the woman said, um, five dollars, as they do in Brooklyn, you know? Yeah, $5? $5 for some glasses. $5, okay? $5 <laughs> seven minutes. <laughs> seven. <laughs> so, and I was like, five, yes, dollars. <laughs> yes. It's and I, totally. had a, I had a fiver on me, so I was like, see. boom. It was right around the corner from my house, so I boom. just walked up there and cleaned it up with my, as I want to do with my little Q-tip and my isopropyl alcohol. Mm. <laughs> Got all the grit out of the speaker and the Kermit's eyes. And I plug that thing in, and it works. That's Great. why I was so early tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, late. 
<laughs> is that why it was the first song you played on it? Uh, I was playing Merle Haggard. Right on. I think Foot Looking for a Place to Fall Apart. One of my faves. Do you, know, do you know that song? I don't know how to play it yet. Um, now you brought your guitar and you've brought um, books of lyrics. Do you have a song? Do you have a song in mind that you'd like to play? Man, I've been playing these songs. We've been playing songs all night, all of us. <laughs> we, we t- Am I Bruce we, Dern here? Uh, <laughs> We're like Bruce playing Dern. Songs all night. <laughs> Maybe um, plenty of songs. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I <laughs> but I have. I do have a couple. Yeah. But now that you got me excited about this Merle thing, man. Can we yeah. take a to and just listen to? Um, his best, Merle Haggard's greatest prison song. Greatest song about incarceration. <laughs> okay. Is it called that? It's called Huntsville. Huntsville, okay. Yeah, not Hansville. Don't get, don't get all excited. I wish, I live in Hansville. <laughs> well, yeah. It's right behind, it's right, and I close my door and I lock it. Anything goes, man. I could I could cop I could cop a porno I could make a song I could do songs instead I could open, you know I could go out in the back deck in Anything. your own private Idaho Huntsville Huntsville my own private Huntsville population one love it sometimes population point five half a man I feel like half a man yeah like, thank you for, thank you for picking up on that I feel like, I feel like half a man generally oh yeah. I'm bringing in a load of time. So urgent when yeah. he says, I'm bringing a load of time. They caught me on a caper that I planned for days and proved everything I'd done. Back up some I'm on my way to Huntsville, but I'm looking for a chance to run. Cotton never was my bag. The man better keep both eyes on me. Here comes the money. They're gonna lose old hag. Paper Mac But I'm not gonna stay. Check the lead though. Sick. That's great. It's, it's the only gonna get better. That's a lead I could play. Fucking wish, yeah. I could definitely do it. I've got the I've got we've got the songs, man. You got the songs. I guess they got a good. Andrew, you got a you got a lap steel for that? I wish. No, I've been looking. I've been scouring the one eds for a pedal steel, but uh, Ooh, that's a big instrument. Big instrument, and the people who oh, you have a lap steel. I have a Telecaster with a little Dobro nut that I use as a lap steel. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the people who own a pedal steel in the Northeast are wildly delusional as to what they're worth. That's <laughs> uh, pretty rough. I can imagine, yeah. That's yeah, a big commitment. 
It is. Even the small like burner ones are. Uh, and of course, I would have to have it on display. Sorry. <laughs> kind of a weird 70s basement bar theme. Any song about Mexico is going to be a great rock song. What about James Taylor, Mexico? About Mexican radio. Oh, Mexican radio. Monster Magnet. <laughs> Greatest, um, what's the song with the, where he's singing about Mexico? Like, I don't remember. <laughs> any song where you're trying to escape to Mexico? Where the protagonist, the voice, whatever it is, is is thinking about leaving from Mexico because it'll probably be better than mm. this place, is going to be a great song. Oh. And I, I defy all overnight drive listeners. In fact, can we do a call in? Because like, we can do a call in. Tell us, <clears throat> tell me, show me one song about the dream of escaping to Mexico. That all right, is, man, you're it, up. That is not great. Okay. You're going to make a call-in happen. you got to okay. call? I've got to make a call-in happen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or you can call Will Canada. I can call Fan Will from Canada. I was going to, like, I was going to, we were just going to sit and listen to that Merle Haggard song, and I was going to edit it out. We would just pick up again, but there, there was enough banter in there. I guess we're going to keep it in. No, absolutely. That was a keeper, man. I thought that was wonderful. That was a keeper. There moment. was a bar in Albany that was um, run by this old-ass man, and it was just full of, like, little trinkets everywhere. It was, like, the quintessential, like, shitty bar. Uh, it was you know like lit by fluorescent lights. It was way it was like brighter than this room by a like a full factor of ten. <laughs> but there's only three records that really worked in the jukebox that didn't skip. And uh, what have you got planned tonight, Diana? It was one of them. So that was Beautiful. always like my go-to. Just go and drink the little half Rolling Rocks and, uh, That's and listen to that song. Really good. Yeah, so so ghostly, right? It's mm-hmm. so like haunted. That was uh, it was one of my favorites. Did you put a call out for uh, for Collins? I did, but I can do another one. Oh, sick. Why don't people call in? Why don't we take a pause? You can jump out there. We'll wait for someone to call in, and we'll... Are we an unpopular show? We are. (laughs) Wildly unpopular. No way, man. We got over 200,000 downloads. (laughs) Echo and Mejio. Vicky. Vicky. Vicky, Echo and Mejio. I've been loving uh, uh, Modelo lately. Mm -hmm. Cans, just white. Cans. Cold white cans. It's a what? Summer beer. I like Tecate straight yeah. up. Although uh, Vicky is uh, making me feel real good right now. So oh. let me uh, let me uh, introduce um, uh, Colin X Corner. It's Blake. Blake is about to call an X. I've accepted the challenge, and I appreciate the lifeline, Hans. No problem. Uh, Colin X Corner is generally um, a soul-crushing experience. But it can also be a positive experience. Not tonight. Yeah, no way, man. It's but gonna be cool. it's going to be cool. Let me look her up on my phone. <laughs> um, I've called an ex. None of the exes have answered. One ex answered. Oh, one did. One did, and she was not pleased. Was that your ex in Texas? <laughs> no, I don't have an ex in Texas yet. No. My exes are generally my exes are generally confined to shitty middling fucking rust belt towns on the east coast your ex is in schenectady oh i don't have an ex i have all i did you I, got one you got I had, one no i had a one night stand in schenectady where i had to take the bus all the way up and back because i was too drunk Oof. 
I told you was about that. that. The 55? I took the 55 oh, bus shit. with Where, this girl. What state is that? This is in Albany, and the 55 bus runs straight up and down on, on Central, Central Avenue, Avenue, but for like 15, 20 miles, and she lived in a really bad apartment. She lived in an apartment that had a milk crate night table and a mattress on the floor, and in in our <laughs> in me at, when I was administering my expert ministrations to her bod, making it happen. Giving it good, I f- twirled around. <laughs> I whirled like a dervish and knocked over her nightstand with many ashed in old beers and fucking other shit and it went everywhere. Well, this is totally reminding me of a song. <laughs> and, and there was a pile of, you know, alternately clean and dirty clothes and uh, all kinds of other stuff in like a one room. They all situation. got mixed together, you and her. Dirty clothes, yeah. and ashes, and it was uh, bedside night table stand. But at the moment, we were just like, I don't care what happens. This, this rug could catch on fire. Whatever. And it is. This now. train is on not fire. stopping. This rug is on fire. This rug is on fire. And I, uh, uh, that's the wolf song. Woof? Woof. 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 I love when people say woof. It's hard to say a wolf. Woof wolf. It's hard to say wolf. Wolf road. Woof road. <laughs> no, I missed the, the last 55 bus once in Schenectady, and I had to walk all the way back to Albany. It was like, uh, it, it was a pretty, pretty fucking wild couple hours there. <laughs> On the 55? I missed it. Oh, yeah. So I, had to, I had to actually walk the 14 oh. miles between uh, Albany and Schenectady to, uh, to get home. It was uh, had a lot of pretty time sweet. to think about my life. That's like a personal odyssey. That bro. was a little bit of a personal odyssey. This is a miles. podcast. This 14 th- miles. Tonight has been a discussion of odysseys. Yeah. It has been a circular and ever-returning conversation. So the rules you know? of Call Next Corner are no no hang-ups. It's up to them to hang up. Wait, you got hung up on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they it's, can no, hang it's up. It's up to them to hang oh, up. But you, they don't have to play by the rules. You've got to let it ride. And do we do it on speakerphone? Speaker oh, yeah. Because it seems appropriate, right? And yeah, now on Periscope also. It's happening live right now? Ooh, shit. Mm-hmm. Live and on stakes raised. Live and uncut. Where, where's your ex located? She's in my apartment right now. Oh, Whoa. shit. Taking care of my cats. Holler. Taking Fuck. care of my cats. So, okay. So, this is good terms, okay. ex. All right. So, yeah. She's in She broke. She's in my apartment right now. She has broken in. We, she, Much like Steel Pole Bats she's, she's, she's a friend of the show. I can tell you friend, that. That's great. No, it's, uh, we, we encourage all friends of the show to... So, this is going to be a, a, a good... This is going to be a good one. It's, it's called Call In Corner. Call in X Corner. Call in X Corner. Yes. Okay. I just want to get my head around the idea. Yeah. Try and do this. This is spotlights on you, pal. Okay, the periscope's on me. Don't fuck this up. No, this is Das Boot is, is in your vicinity, man. Okay, I'm putting speaker on right Third now. down, last play, Super Bowl. I'm going cold. I'm going cold. Be like, hey, we just finished the podcast. I love you. No, I, I never lie. Okay. That's okay. my problem. Okay. <laughs> Try to hold up the mic if you can. Yeah, let's hold up. Oh, man. Totally distant dismissed. I can call back, though. I think I can get... Hey. Hey. Hey, baby. How's it going? Hey, babe. Uh, it's going really well. Yeah? Yeah. We're talking about a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah? And you're, are you... Are you, uh, are you tipping the words on the... On the do not use list out of the podcast? So far, I've said nothing about glory holes on air. Not yet. Really? I just, I'm on, I've got you on speakerphone, so I figured we were safe. 
This is, okay, great. This is Colin X Corner. Uh, yeah, we're doing a segment called Colin X Corner. So What's I'm, it called? It's called Colin X Corner. Okay. So you're my ex-girlfriend, and I'm calling you on the phone to say hi. Wow. And it usually goes hi, terribly. Babe. more than that. I don't, I don't want to be pigeonholed like that. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Here we go. Causing trouble. I'm, you are. You know? No, I'm not trying to clickhole you or anything. <laughs> I would never put you in a pigeonhole. No. Uh, yeah, I was just calling to see how you're doing. How's it going over there okay, at, my, at my apartment? Yeah, so you're, call, you're calling me to see how it's going in, in your house? Exactly. So what does that say? What does that say about, about uh, uh, sorry, say again? What does that say about us? About what? Oh, you're calling your ex girlfriend who's like, currently laying in your bed. Well, it means I'm coming home early, my dear. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get that good stuff. Call a sex Don't, corner. You've you got to leave right now. <laughs> Call a sex corner. Sex corner. It's a sex corner. Yeah, you are not a sex. It's turning into a sex chat. Yeah. Yes. 90, uh, this is turning into nine. Tour. This is ninety nine cents. This so. is ninety nine cents yeah. a minute. We've she, been we've been on separate continents, so. And, and I'm, always, we've, I'm, always, I'm always good for a phone call. Yeah. We're gonna uh, charge listeners for this. Yeah. We've we've also toured this country together. Oh. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> Sounds good. What's up? Alabama. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll always have Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> we sound so dysfunctional, babe. Like, like, oh, I'm gonna call my ex. Oh, she got my house. <laughs> we're just, I mean, we're friends. We're, no, we're, we're, we're wheels are falling off. This is about to go wild. That's right. Ready. Uh, we are, and it's true. We should tell the show too, the people in the room that. Melissa and I are huge raised. announcement. Huge yeah. announcement this right here. This is exclusive. Are you going to say racist? Right here. Uh, she and I are raising two young kittens together. Oh, great! We we have adopted. Congratulations! Hey. Congratulations! Woo-hoo. Thank you. Yeah, this is, yeah, we're really proud. Yeah. So we have two uh, two nine and a half week year old kittens. Little babies. Kittens. Kittens. And their name. The announcement is their names are. Who's your baby? Mary Jane and Alexander. Mary Jane Schwarzenbach. <laughs> and Alexander. Lefty Schwarzenbach. <laughs> Sounds like a general. Was that right? Was with Lefty or? Yep. It That's was. What? I don't think that works though. Lefty's all right. Okay. okay. I think the flow is wrong, though. It reminds me of Lefty from Donnie Brasco. Yeah. Lefty. What's going on over there? Is he behaving or what? Have I been eating? No, I'm asking them if you're behaving. Oh, am I behaving? Yes. Yes. Sort of. Not so much. <laughs> Could you get all that? I, I, was, I, sent them, I sent them a message telepathically to, <laughs> to keep an eye on you, make sure you eat dinner. There's, there's, and, there's uh, pizza. And make sure you don't... Use any of the words that are on the list. Right, I've I've kept. I've <laughs> <laughs> You should probably say them just so we know what not yeah. to say. Right? I'm, I'm sorry, no, babe. Listen, I, I 
assure you, I have not said the word glory hole once on the podcast. <laughs> nah. That's where we're headed after. Oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about personal 9-11s. And okay. We're I don't about know. Would you? Do you have one? Yeah. I, we've all said our personal no. night. Like that. Female our, 9-11s are not as much fun. Yeah. yeah. They're just not fun. What about, what about like, a personal, like, a personal 10-11 where, like, a month later you realize, <laughs> whoa, it's a fucking, that was a like terrible idea. Like, the smog idea. is still there. That was yeah. a doozy. Or, like, a, or like a personal 9-10 where you're like, holy shit, thank God. I like, everything's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what, what a cool day 9-10 was. Yeah. Or like eight... I don't know. I don't, I don't really think I understand the concept. Okay, well. All right. Like a personal tragedy? Yeah, you got exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, any anyone, like you know, per- just your favorite personal any tragedy. Of, any of the <laughs> many. Game chat. Top yeah, your five. Favorite personal tragedy. I, I, don't, I haven't had many tragedies, luckily. That's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You're doing better than all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. Also, you have two kittens right now. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Everything's I know, it's great. Really, it's hard to it's hard to think about bad things. It's true. Having these little kittens here. Yeah. Well, um, cherish cherish them. They grow up fast, you know. <laughs> I mean, walking through Park Slope on, on any given day is a tragedy. Well, that's kind of what we've been talking about. Yeah. Oh, it's rough. Tell it's me, really rough. what's the worst? Time you walked through Park Slope, <laughs> like how <laughs> what happened? Where were you? <laughs> Can you tell us that Park Slope nine eleven? Park Slope experience I have was when I was um, I was chaperoning a trip for my son's camp, and I think I was pro- it was summer. I think I was probably wearing like a black tank top and jean shorts because that's usually what I wear in the summer. Okay, and I looked like me, which. You know what I look like. I don't know if I know what I look like, but um, no, I don't but it, look like a like, parent. If I can just describe you to the people in the room for a moment. Let's hear it. Very shapely. Booming. Very um, just, just say, young. Just say booming. say young and vibrant looking. Just say booming, dude. Or just, yeah, all that. Booming. Okay. Nothing like, nothing like a parent. Yeah, not so all. I was, on, I was on a bus. I was on a school bus. She's 100%. And his dad was talking to me as if I was one of them. And it was the strangest thing because he was like, I think about 60. And he was telling me how his son was like taking ballet and stuff, which is cool. I mean, it's great for like boys to be able to do ballet, but I felt kind of bad for him. Uh-huh. Because you know that's going to be rough. Right. Like even nowadays, I don't think you can take ballet and not get bullied for it. Well, and it's especially... Especially rough to be the father of a, a boy who's taking ballet, as a sixty-year-old man told you. First of all, which his father gave him. This is great. Which is hard enough as a kid, because kids always get bullied for that. For ballet shoes. For having red hair. Oh, red-haired ballet. Okay. Yeah, you always get bullied. Kids always get bullied for that. You know, as a hairdresser, I hear the stories. Or Ballet's total fitness. But, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It was just crazy. And that was the worst experience I had because he was talking to me. Like, so, do you take your son to the opera often? And I was like, well, he's eight. And I've never been to the opera, so no, I don't do that. But it's the weirdest experience because it was just like... I think we, we, need, to, of, we need to get your girl on the podcast. Yeah. 
She's good. IRL. Being on that trip, he thought I was one of them. Yeah. Maybe he was blonde. Maybe he was legally blind. I have no idea. He was legally blonde? Legally blonde? I was totally going to say that. He was, probably. You never know. It was really strange. I just don't like it at all. I just, I don't like it one bit. It pisses me off even more that they're rich and they have shitty style. Like, if you're rich and you can buy anything, like, really beautiful clothes and that, I mean, you should look good. Like, I walk through that town, oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I hate it. I live near there, too. We live near there, so, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, we're over in, right now, we're in Little it's Los very, Angeles. very tragic. Little it's, LA, it's man. It is tragic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's a, a tragedy in Park Slope, isn't there? Wait, did you all call your exes? I think two of us have. On yeah. air? I have. Yes, two of you have at some like, point. Exes that you're friends with? No. No. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not friends with any of my exes. So it's not a, uh, that's not, not, it's a non-negotiable. But I have called an ex and she is, she told me to fuck off, but not before telling me that she almost got in a car accident. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is nowhere near as exciting as Blake and I are actually. Oh, no, this is great. No, this is. I don't think it's making for interesting radio. I'm trying to think of who we should call instead. Oh, give me a lifeline. I need to. Yeah, should I call anybody? A love love line? I'm trying to think of who you should call instead, but I think you're friends with all of your exes. I am. It's none of them are going to be fun. It's just going to be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, no, no, no. There's got to be one, man. No, I'm not calling anyone. Uh, <laughs> I love finding the limit. Like, that's the yeah, best. I, don't think, I, don't, I honestly can't think of anyone that would be like, fuck off. Right. I can think of a few, but not on the air. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for picking up, babes. No problem. I'll see you um, soon. I'm going to be home in a little while. Okay, Maybe. Bye. Thank you for listening to the drive. Bye. See see you soon. Bye. That was a wildly successful call. Ah, You know that that just makes me feel very low for not being friends with (laughs) anyone. To not be able to carry out a civilized conversation with any of them. Very mature. (laughs) Very. uh, It makes me feel unclear. (laughs) Um, Speaking speaking of going clear, makes you feel like I should. You into that side tie? I'm I'm so psyched for Tom. He's doing great, right? I think I think he's making a good move, and I'm excited about um, MI5 or whatever's coming out right this week. Mm-hmm. Just I've always liked the films. I had a little trouble with the church part of it, but uh, yeah, I'm a fan. They ever they ever try and get you? You never know with them. You know mm. they're so sly. They might already have you. You they might got, not even know. Yeah, they might have their hooks in you. Yeah, I've never been metered or anything. But um, I, I want to be metered so new. bad. I really want to. Yeah, yeah. That's how you. They're expensive. That's how though. you get yeah. caught like up. Five grand or something to buy your own. Well, the first one's free, you know, because that's how they. That's how they. But you push don't get it. to take it home, right? They they test you with it. That's what I want. I want to go there and have some lunatic hook me up to a fucking like old multimeter and you know tell me my shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you ready for questions from our our uh, listeners? Are we in the third? Are we in the third act of the? We're draft? in the third act we, where we almost we make it home. Stretch? Oh man, so close, right? I can see Coney from here. But then, like, you see, a La, you see a La Quinta, 
Like, and oh, you're like, you've got, you've got 85 bucks in the band fund. I could just go to La Quinta. Oh, that's always the most wow. dangerous. But they're in the room is like $79. And you're like, could oh, we get motherfucker. La Quinta. Uh, we could do off brand. We could say at the Courtesy Inn. Courtesy Inn? Courtesy Inn. Courtesy Inn. So $64. Mm, like, or what? 50 If you go nine. in, you can go in and be like level with the woman who's like. You know, kind of awake. It's like one in the morning. You've had like the weird band band squabble where you're like, no, we should just totally f- just drive through to the next town and find somewhere to stay. And they're like, that's crazy because we don't know anybody. But uh, so you, you stay at the courtesy inn and the, you haggle with the woman. You're like, we have cash. Can you give it to us? It's one o'clock in the morning. Can you give it to us for $50? Right. And she's like, what do you mean us? I thought it was just you. And you're like, shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to like do the like, dun, 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 dun. you have to like the sneak in with like 10 people. Well, this is why I love those. Um, I love the Red Roof because they're all separate entrances on the outside. Yes. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. Whenever you have to go through the office, it's going to be a rough one. Yeah. You know? I mean, you just better pay full price. Yeah. Because sneaking like two or three people past... The concierge. <laughs> yeah. It's never going to work. They're like, oh, we'll just go we'll stagger it. We'll just like go in like every five minutes hey, <laughs> it's on, on your phone. You'll be like, hey. Well, it's like, guy it's like a guy looking at you like you're like, you, what do you think? You're fooling Can me? I help Are you, you kidding me? Can I help you? <laughs> like a band does this every night. Yeah. <laughs> now, we stayed on. at a place in Eugene at like two in the morning. It was the only place that had a vacancy that was the actual war. It was like a murder hotel. It was the fucking worst place I've ever been. Definitely had bed bugs. Like, the point where there was, like, blood stains on the sheets. Oh. It was a fucking nightmare. But the worst part was, I got, it was, yeah, like I said, like, two in the morning, raining out. I had to go and wake the clerk to get in there. But Eugene, uh, if you guys have been, it's a really fucked up spot. It's like, it's like first mm-hmm. blood for real. There's just all these fucking Agent Oranged out dudes just wandering around because they got no health insurance. It's just where they go. True, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm, the, there's no lobby. I'm out in the rain, knocking in a window, trying to wake this person up. And as I look around behind me, there's just shadows of men. Like, people looking at me from every angle, like five different angles. There's, like, a man, like a silhouette of a man, kind of, like, ducking behind a building. I'm like, oh, my God, so please answer and fucking take my money and let me into this room before I'm killed. <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of this place. They overcharged me, too. I'm sure I can look at my was credit card. Was it the card. Courtesy Inn? It was, it was like Imperial Motel. It's Connecticut. It was, it was just like... A, a Night's Inn. Oh, a Night's Inn. Very, uh, sca- no place, very No franchise would ever touch this. This was like <laughs> Kurt's Inn. You know, just like... It was fucked up. It was Don's, really bad. Don's Fair Deal Inn. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh, my God. I gotta uh, look this shit up. I stayed at a Bates Motel in uh, Eugene once <laughs> with Jawbreaker. So. <laughs> Man, that town is rough. It's really no joke. Holy shit. Yeah, so, there's a lot of like homeless street squatter maniacs in that town. Who would kill Who would kill for a room at the uh, Bates Motel? Can I, do you want to hear my Eugene story? Uh, I definitely, it. please. Jawbreaker, Jawbreaker and Eugene. I'm going to try yeah. and look this place up while you tell me. Please, I want to know where it. it is. It was pretty rough, man. We we went uh you know, we went up from the Bay Area to do a little West Coast tour. And um I think we did Ole and like Seattle and mm. Portland. And at some point we stopped in Eugene for a kind of a DIY punk show. Um 
and it was in this crazy like hall huge lodge like low ceiling but i think it probably held about 400 people or something show was packed Mm. straight up like 400 maniacs were there just to get down to like awesome punk rock was happening (laughs) that night yeah and um after the show it came time to get paid you know (laughs) oh boy the best part so we (laughs) we uh i can't remember which one of us it was but i think chris and i from jawbreaker went to collect you know and the person that was distributing the money said like um yeah right cool cool here's a hundred and twenty dollars and i think there were 400 people in that room yeah easily (laughs) easily made two grand plus so i mean we were hoping for like six or seven hundred maybe and uh and so we kind of said like hey you know it seemed like there were a lot of people here and this is like not a lot of money like are the opening (laughs) bands getting more than us yeah or what's going on and um the promoter became very defensive perfect of course and said um what the fuck are you talking about you know uh listen we gave you a show there were a lot of people here you should be happy and it wasn't like we drank our guarantee in beer or anything you know yeah. they didn't treat us like kings <laughs> so anyway things escalated oh yeah and um i think i got in there for a minute and said like you know look we need we need more money we're driving to portland tomorrow we need you know 50 of that's gas plus we got girls we got marijuana needs Blow. you know whatever yeah we got to fill up the van yeah and uh <laughs> they weren't having it and so it we left the venue Ooh. with our 135 dollars leave the venue brutal we were uh walking out in the parking lot to get in our van and uh this woman who was part of the promotional staff there ran out with a little one of those plastic cups that you put champagne in you know looked like a a cup full of a plastic cup full of champagne and threw it on chris the bass player from jawbreaker and it was pissed and um we're like why would you throw wine at us (laughs) and she said uh, you know what she said uh that was piss i got news for you that wasn't wine oh fuck that was my fucking piss we were just like so flabbergasted. Jesus Christ! Yeah, then maybe it is time to leave at that point. Like, all right, they're throwing piss around. No, it's it's not improving beef, from here. You know? Yeah, that was like, yeah, that was like Drake Mill. Yeah, like, right. It was like Jawbreaker Eugene. <laughs> Jawbreaker v Eugene. I yeah. like that she's like, guess what? That wasn't wine. That yeah. was my. That was <laughs> in case you're still unaware. That was my piss. I would have let him just like marinate on it and be like a couple hours later. He's like. <laughs> Just piss. That was piss. That's piss. That's piss. <laughs> Pull over, motherfuckers. We to this day we don't know if she was telling the truth about it not being wine because I think Chris very quickly disrobed in the van <laughs> and like, put on some yeah. clean tour clothes. And uh, but yeah, I felt like a little hostility in that town. Yeah. To go back to your point, Andrew. Jesus, it's, what a terrible. It's not a place you want to land if you can avoid it. God, I don't know. There's. I don't. I feel weird having a booking agent because it's just a weird feeling to me. But our dude does something that I love. I think it's the greatest thing, and I've started to work it into my own like professional repertoire. If we're in a situation like that, and you know, let's say we've got a guarantee of I don't know, I let's say two hundred dollars. I have no idea what the actual guarantee is. Um, I, I assume it's over two hundred now. 
I hope. I would hope, yeah. Considering <laughs> six years ago. It was... And then the promoter comes to us. He's like, hey, dude, I got 80 bucks. You know, that's, that's, that's what happened. I, I could care less. It's fine. Like, it's, if we can get gas, it's, it's all good. But we'll tell him, and he does this thing that I fucking love where he takes a picture of the contract that's signed with the amount, and then a picture of himself, like a selfie of him going like this. And then three emoji lightning bolts that says zapped. It is the most effective way to make somebody pay off. It's incredible. I just start zapping people in my own personal life. They're like, yep, zapped. Does this happen immediately, like at the show? <laughs> like it... before we leave. He starts zapping people. It's is so... Is he with you or is he at the Good. home office? No, he's at home. He's just like, he's watching Game of Thrones and he pauses it to zap this guy in fucking Eugene and then goes back to watching Game of Thrones. It is insanely effective it's wild I fucking love this dude I'm all for it it's really good I, I urge everyone to start zapping people in your, your daily life it's it really is a game changer yeah <sighs> so uh, speaking of Jawbreaker oh yeah so we got a we got a fuck ton of questions here we, we got a lot of questions that came oh, in man. Okay. And, and our, we got the big one first we're just gonna knock it out our, and that'll be that our populace uh, alright Jawbreaker reunion yes or no ever hmm Forever, man. Forever. A perfect answer. Forever. All right. Uh, all of these questions are about Jawbreaker. There's probably ten of them. I'll uh, I'll, I'll try and dial back the uh, the doubles. When you say forever, what does forever. that mean? <laughs> I mean forever 21, you know? <laughs> it's like the experience never... Hater's going to hate and player's going to play, so... <laughs> cool. I wouldn't be surprised if we played sometime in the near future. Future. Oh, is this yeah, a near future? Oh, wait, wait. Future. Do, 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 do. Is this an overnight stuff. drive? Ten uh, um, uh, ten wins exclusive. We have right now. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, man. I I play Jawbreaker songs alone now. Yeah. You know, I do chemistry. I do. Um, I don't know. I do a few of our songs. Yeah. So, if people want to play it, it only makes sense that we would just do it somewhere appropriate. Yeah. Like right here, right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Beatles I mean, style on the porch. Yeah. Yeah, like a Let It Be. Would do a rooftop, maybe? <laughs> the final, the final Beatles show. There you go. We could wear a fur coat. I don't want to sign anyone's hat, you know? Nah, yeah. Like, or four. You realize, no, you realize that if you do, like, um, hey, we're playing Webster Hall, you're going to do a lot of hat signing. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, yeah, and I'm yeah. cool with that. You cool with that? Okay, you're cool. Yeah, if it's a comfortable venue like that. Yeah. But Not my favorite place. When but. we're when, See, when I don't we're, want to touch anybody's hat. You don't want to touch anybody's hat, right? It's a little personal. It's a little oily. Know. Yeah, it's yeah. You don't uh, touch somebody's anything, let alone a hat. Well, if you're, are I mean, really, they're not pleasant. Yeah. It's like signing someone's breast or something. That seems better to <laughs> that me. That seems more hygienic, though, would, doesn't it? Yeah. I've, like, it's uncomfortable, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no for, doubt. I think for both parties. You don't so. know what, what their shampoo game is or... Every day. You know? Uh, what their lice game is. The, yeah. If it's a real breast or a fake breast, I don't know that. How what if it's do, do you discriminate? I can't because I don't actually don't know. I'm, I wear glasses. You can't tell? <laughs> you can tell by feel, I think. Yeah, I, I try not to feel the breast when I'm signing it. I just press and go. <laughs> you sign a lot of breasts? <laughs> I think I have. I, I do believe I've signed a, like an upper breast. All right. Two times. On a dude. What's that? On a dude. Definitely on a dude, like lower back. Tramp, tramp signing. Yeah. Getting attached, getting a tattooed over the next day. Like, I can't believe this is happening. (laughs) Uh, But I believe I've, I've signed, definitely signed women's (laughs) arms, upper arms. And I'd say like shoulder, upper breast. 
Anywhere on the torso to me seems fine, like head, but those places just don't seem cool to me. I don't know. I mean, I haven't really been asked yet, but we'll see what happens in Give the it future. Yeah, try, it's a weird thing. You yeah. should try it and yeah. see what you think of it. I mean, I noticed you wore a hat here tonight. I like to carry a hat. I usually don't wear one, but I, I like to have one with me. You know, they got a new lid this week down in Kensington. It's pretty tight. Yeah, I put a... Uh, Jets to Brazil pin on on the seam there. Reppin. It's just cold reppin for my... Cold reppin 24-7. Kind of look like LL Cool J in that. Well, I feel a little cool Yeah. when I wear this cooler in the heat, you know? Mm-hmm. So, another question. <clears throat> What's the wildest offer you've ever gotten? Beat me right to it. There to you go. To do a jawbreaker reunion. Keep it together. Oh, I couldn't even say they've been they've been getting progressively more outrageous there's gotta be a kid in japan who's like i will give you twenty thousand dollars to just get your fucking ass on a plane and do this that's usually what i see with uh things like that i would like to do that I'd that sounds to, real nice right for twenty thousand dollars 20k one show i think the three of us could go to japan there you go yeah um yeah we get those festival invitations where it's like three hundred thousand dollars holy two, shit for two nights you know and Wait, the... And you're playing like after Merle Haggard and before <laughs> Iggy Pop, and then you wake up, and I'm just like, there is, n- and all of us, I think, are just like, that is so inappropriate. We, you know, we can't headline over someone a great artist hmm. as a reunion band, and um, it's a little intimidating. The company at that festival level, you know, sure. I like a lot of those bands, and um, I don't, we haven't practiced, so it seems kind of silly. But for three hundred large, man. I know, but I like I wouldn't want to fall down in front of Merle Haggard ever. If yeah, I was like point. less than the best, best, best I could be, I would still probably not be good enough to play after someone at the level <laughs> after of Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. What about, what about like Conway Twitty? Same, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually a really good point. You make a I'm, good point. I mean I think if we if we could get like a hundred thousand dollars for a house show where we play between some local bands, that would be pretty enticing. All right, All right. there you go. <laughs> Challenge extended. Challenge extended. I'm throwing it out I can't, on behalf of the guys. I can't speak for Chris yeah. and Adam, but yeah, that's what my attitude basically. Yeah. In a nutshell. <laughs> so, hundred grand, not okay. opening, not closing. Not opening. <laughs> in the middle. Straight middle of the bill. Which is the best place to play. It really Holler is. at your yeah. boy. I think third to last or second to last. Nestled. Especially at house shows. I agree. Yeah. Well, house shows, I think the best place to play is to have somebody else play for you and you just don't attend them. But that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, my, that's, that's, that's my own personal bias working there. Well, and Andrew, I should qualify my statement. When I say house show, I mean a kind of big house. Yeah, that's, so, that's all right. Yeah, like, we like a little space like, between us. Here's my house audience. named Irving Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> this is my house, uh, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> And you're playing. You're playing in between Hot Ship and Interpol. <laughs> it's okay. This is really Billy Joel's house, technically, but yeah. he's not using it this week. Oh yeah, Billy Joel. All yeah. right. You could be like, and you could all get on stage at the end for "We Didn't Start the Fire." We didn't start the fire. I like how they mentioned Cola Wars. And I you do start. like that, don't you? I do that. I mentioned that when we we talk on Facebook quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, which is great. Yeah, well, he's a Long Island artist. Yeah. So that would be appropriate if we op- opened like two, three slots below Billy Joel. At the NASA Coliseum? The NASa Mausoleum? Totally 30 minutes, and we're in and out. And three minutes? 
And then we get to watch. But I would love to watch. Bill you realize Joe that play. when we when you said I we would play a house show like. 40 dudes oh, yes. just started texting each other. like Seriously oh, texting. Yeah. About when, was, when what? When you mentioned that um, uh, that you would play a house show. Oh. People, yeah, no, when, when this is released, um, people will bug, which no is one great. me. I'm looking at my phone right now. <laughs> Somebody just texted me. I got a clean time. docket. Clean docket. All right, someone else is asking, have you listened to Jawbreaker Reunion, which I guess is a band? They are a band, yeah. I've heard they're really good. I have friends who like them. The name puts me off a little bit from listening to the music, because I feel like I'd listen, be listening to my own band in some weird way. <laughs> so I, I haven't heard them, but I've, I've heard good things. It's a pretty meta name. Yeah. Somebody asks, Blake, I remember that you were a college professor here in New York for a time. Did any weirdo Jawbreaker fans ever get into one of your classes? If so, how did you handle it? Signed a tit. I never had that problem teaching. It's great. Had a couple of students who knew. They didn't know I was the, the teacher was the same person as the guy that was in that band. Oh, wow. But they would find out like mid-semester. I, you know, when I lecture, I don't lecture that much, but when I would speak to my students, I would say sometimes, you know, They'd be like, what do you do other than teaching? And I'd say, well, I've played music. And then You still teach, right? They would kind of get out. I don't teach uh, officially, publicly anymore. Okay. Or not right now. I think when they say, what do you but, do, you're supposed to scream silence. That's usually that's how I would handle it in that situation. That's, silence! That's silence. kind of the way, yeah. Or, you know, what I would say usually is like, well, what I do isn't really important. It's like, well, we're going to do in this class what you oh, guys there you do. Go. Or you know what you're doing? Answer. Homework, extra homework tonight. Or you That's could right. do ten more pages on mm-hmm. that essay. And you just the, earned it, Mister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the movie, don't ask me any movie, more uh, questions. <laughs> in the movie, Back Ooh, to School. I want to be a teacher. That's you could do be a the, lot of uh, power. It's crazy power, and total powerlessness. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt helpless. Because it's like one day. against thirty. Exactly. Yeah. And if you lose that dynamic and it starts becoming thirty against one, you better get out of education. No bueno. That's no. part of why I, kind I of found stopped. that myself. At a certain point, I just thought, I can't rule 30 people. Yeah. Even, even with my immense intellect and, like, earnestness. To quote a <laughs> terrible word. Earnestness. Fred Armisen kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm too a little too, like, devoted <laughs> and intense to be doing adjunct work at 40... Seven, eight years, 48 years of age. Hmm. Started, I started to feel old. I felt like Albert Finney in the Browning Incident. One of the great education films of all time. <laughs> I think, speaking of the great education films of all time, that you're familiar with the movie Back to School? I heard you mention it. That's Rodney? Rodney and Sam Kinison delivers a great speech Sam about Kinison, Vietnam. Yeah, really fantastic in that. Huh. You should just deliver that speech. I like that he gives you guff. devolves into his act at the end, which is the best part. Yeah. It's so good. Ah, oh, I love I that. See that. We should pull up the trailer later on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm imagining you more as like a Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gangster's Paradise playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. You do have a Michelle Pfeiffer vibe. I mm-hmm. wasn't going to mention it earlier, but... What's that? You do have a Michelle Pfeiffer vibe. A vibe? I was going to mention it earlier, but... Well, we're both, well, we're both European and we're intense. <laughs> so we have that in common. <laughs> Excellent. It's true. 
And I wasn't in Greece too, so we have that common. <laughs> <in> common. Greece three, <laughs> maybe. I, wasn't I feel more as a teacher uh, when I do teach. You know, I, I do do it periodically. Hmm. I'll do adjunct work around the city, and um, the speech I would want to deliver to students now is the speech that Quint gives in Jaws when he tells <laughs> the story of the Indianapolis. Yes. You know, 1,400 men went into the water that day. Japanese submarines slammed two torpedoes into our side, chief. And then, and then our, man looks, uh, our man looks at his uh, appendix scar, Roy Scheider. Yeah. It's great. So good. Well, and at that point in the film, Scheider and Dreyfus are speechless. Yeah. Clint is just, Quint is just straight up running the floor on that ship. You know, they just there in awe of what the, the truth that he is <laughs> revealing to them, <laughs> as we are as an audience. When I watched that, I watched the clip last night, and I got to tell you, it's just as, as good as it ever was. I don't know how many sharks, maybe a thousand. I don't know how many <laughs> men. Average three an hour. So good. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching that shit later. A so, little bit about it, Andrew. That was his childhood uh, favorite movie from six years old up until current day my favorite movie pretty Jaws. much one of the great american films unfucking believable we'd be remiss not to mention john milius who wrote that speech mm-hmm. for spielberg and for robert shaw john I... milius going on to produce such movies as uh invasion usa uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, writing pretty much every quotable piece of fucking like film work in the yeah. past like 40 years pretty interesting God, yeah, I mean, Red Dawn, Apocalypse Now. He Red was, Dawn he was, was involved in that. Conan. Story. Red Dawn was my favorite movie as a child. I haven't seen that one in a while. Yeah, that oh. holds the fuck up. Does it? It does. It's oh, really it's good. It's a strong cast. I mean, Lowe, yeah. uh, Jennifer Gray. Right. Yeah, Jennifer Gray, uh, Patrick Swayze. Swayze, who I love. love Patrick Roadhouse. Swayze. Roadhouse that's, that's is so good. The name is Dalton. Remember uh, that Jeff Healy? <laughs> He's got a degree in philosophy. <laughs> From NYU, I think, the, the trailer says. Yeah. And they uh, just gave it all up to, to be a bouncer at a shitty bar. But Jeff Healy played. They got Jeff Healy on, like, a retainer. And he probably costs big bucks. Mm. The guy, he sets and he's... But the thing is, he's blind. So you could probably be like, oh, good job, dude. Here's a thousand bucks. And you had him, like... <laughs> Cup like an envelope with like it's newspaper in Inquirer. it. <laughs> okay, cool. There you go. Oh, dude. Oh, we made. Oh, we gave you a little extra. And then he's like drives off in his car. That's why you he's drives off in his car blind. <laughs> so wait a minute. No, he doesn't drive off. He does, and it's like awful because he's fucking. He's just skidding around the the parking lot. In front. He's like, oh, somebody should tell him. You know. He's like, I can do anything. I learned how to play guitar. And they're like, nah, Jeff. Yeah, it would make that story would make more sense if Jeff Healy's driver slash bass player was deaf. Oh, so someone lays shit. like thousand fake dollars on Healy, <laughs> and then oh mute maybe would be better. And, yeah, and then I mean, he, he, he hands it over it. to his bass like, player who's driving, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I guess. an intense tragedy unfolding here. That'd be great. Jeff Healy's all high on the hog. He's like, oh. We should stay at the La Quinta tonight, man. <laughs> and he's like, "Ooh, we have no money." Ooh. And then you know what happens? 
Ben Gazzara just walks up and he's like, I, I screwed you, you suckers. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the Lakinta, you can't stay there. I'm like, oh, fuck. That would be great. You think you're going to leave this town? You're lucky to play this town. Get out of here. I want you to play a special concert in my mansion. And then he kills Jeff Healy with poison. Drink. Got they off the rails drink. real quick. And Jeff Healy's like, okay. He's like real even keel, dude. He sets He's up so the, mellow in that movie. Yeah. Sets up the lap strat. He's like, okay, before you play, I want you to drink. <laughs> he makes Jeff Haley drink poison. And then the mute bassist is like, like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like I'm not going to play a note <laughs> until you don't drink, until I make you stop drinking. And he's like, hey, the man said I need to drink this po- <laughs> this drink. <laughs> we wrote just we just wrote a way better version. Yeah, of Roadhouse. really. This <laughs> needs to go to production Roadhouse immediately. Two, yeah. Roadhouse, Roadhouse Two. Um, yeah, the better. <laughs> we got Such somebody a... asking what happened to the Jawbreaker documentary. Mm. Yeah, that that's a that's a mystery, man. It's kind of in the wind right now. There's a lot of principal footage, you know, a lot of good intentions, good filmmakers. But uh, I think we haven't quite, they haven't gotten the financing to f- complete it, so it's in the editorial process. Oh, there you go, Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter. it. Can't afford the house reunion show? Afford the documentary. Yeah, pretty much. It's only a hundred grand in a dream. There you go, bro. <laughs> so, yo, they can raise a hundred grand for fucking anything now. I'm not, even, I'm not even worried about it. You're all good. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, somebody's saying they saw Jester Brazil at Northern Lights outside of Albany in 2001. Great show, but really nobody was there. Hans or Andrew, did you ever play Northern Lights? Did you ever play Northern Lights? Yeah, I played the uh, 9-11 benefit at oh, Northern Lights. fuck I'm me. I'm not kidding. Wow. <laughs> I was in a band called Lucas, who was who were very bad. I never played. I did it's sound there a rock, couple times. kind of rock punk venue. Uh, yeah, I can't remember it. It was, it was in a strip mall. Yeah, in a strip mall. And Way too big for most of the shows at Paul's Inn. It's like a, like a cavernous spot. I do remember the show happening. I saw the flyer. And I remember a woman I was seeing at the time really wanting to go. And me being a total wet blanket about it. Uh, yeah. That's it was mine. a Teddy Etoll joint. Yeah. Hmm. My recollection is we always had great shows in Albany. Schenectady, Albany, Buffalo, Eagles Rosh, Lodge. Rochester. Yep. Never, I mean, upstate was always, but for all my bands, really. But <laughs> Jawbreaker, um, Jets, Forgetters. When they say nobody was there, I'm curious as to what that means because were you there? No, I think it was me and Patrick went to go see Earth Crisis there on that last reunion tour they did <laughs> where, like, literally nobody was there. Like, if you took the amount of people in this room and multiplied it by three and put it into, like, a 5,000-square-foot spot. That's what it was like. It was, like, the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I don't know what nobody was there means as opposed to something like that. But that, 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 was, that, that was bleak. <laughs> well, um, was I think I can tell you, um, without the virtue of memory, that we pulled in more people than Earth Crisis. <laughs> I, I would hope. I always. would seriously hope you did. And I think that um, when I say that, I mean, like, 25 people. Or 18 people, maybe. One of my vivid memories was I uh, was friends with a friend. You know, like I had like a weird connection to a band that was on that tour that had to drop off because I think somebody died. Or, they, just, you know, whatever, like personal problem. They had to drop off. 
and then they called the tour manager to uh, see, all right, we're, we're good. Where should we hop back on? And the guy's like, don't even bother, man. Just stay home. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's rough. Yeah, really, really bleak scene. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, somebody else saying they uh, saw forgetters at Kobo and Columbus. Crowd talked over the entire scent. You spent the last 20 minutes or so turned away from the audience fucking around a guitar and intermittently turning around to mumble inaudibly into the mic. I want you to know that fucking loved that I loved every fucking second of the performance. Mm-hmm. Chris Lager forever. There you, hmm. go. there you go. I got some love there. Is that a, com- a compliment that inside is a, a compliment. storm? I, yeah, I'm it's confused a, yeah. by that. So this person is saying that the other people at the show weren't really paying attention, but they loved it. That sounds about right. It sounds like, oh, he says, fuck those Philistines. So All there right. you go. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, fuck Palestinians, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking. so simple and direct. Le- I think that's about it. We have, uh, I, we got a lot of, like, doubles. A lot of like reunion questions. A lot of like, um, but yeah, that was that was the meat and potatoes of that's uh, it. That's of the, the content of the. That's the content. Somebody's asking if, if everyone was a fan of Loveline back in the day, which I don't. Yes. Do you remember Loveline? Strong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think yes. I, I was on Loveline once. Oh shit! You what was your in? question? Yeah. Um, I no, I was I was helping. You were a guest. I was you, a guest. No shit. Wow. In Jawbreaker in L.A. We we did. We went down, and I, I was kind of like the celebrity doctor. <laughs> I guess what you ever... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Should we be I, calling you doctor now? I, you know, I'm not going to get a doctorate. It seems I, I've left graduate school recently, my own personal 9-11, to pursue a oh, life shit. of hedonism and art and rock and roll. I did the same thing. So, yes, we should. So, yeah, if I could be inducted, if I could be a you know honorary, honorary doctor... I would accept the title and I would hang that shingle in front of my office. <laughs> I think if I you've live. been on Loveline, you you've made it. And yeah, tell yes, us, like, you okay, are a so you were on Loveline, and uh, so I'm a doctor. And uh, they brought I went on the Loveline. Must have been like early mid '90s. And all I remember is that Jackie Chan was also a guest at the studio that day. It was like a K Rock <laughs> in Los Angeles. Amazing. And so I got to, we the whole band, we got to kind of briefly through a rope line shake hands with Jackie Chan. Just like, big fans of your work. <laughs> and I can tell you, he looked really good. Great clothing. Like a, kind of a violet corduroy suit. Wow. So awesome. like nice, just looked really comfortable. Ready for action. Probably moves real well. Yeah, if you get like like extra good, good range of motion in responsive there. Responsive fabric, yeah. you know, like sure. if, he, if he jerked his leg, it would go right with him. I remember that Chuck Norris. I used to be uh, when in high school, I wasn't really into doing karate, and they I got all the <laughs> I got all the yeah. Mag- hold the fucking phone for a second. That's wild. Yeah, I've never heard that, that ever. What's karate so f- Hans? Oh yeah. Oh, he's, uh, what you guys think I'm so round that I couldn't. Pull off a kick no, or two. It's, it's never it's, once come up that you were doing karate in high school. That's no. like okay. Well, that's another story for another podcast, another time. Wow. Oh, episode, episode forty-five, karate Hans. Holy <laughs> shit! Episode one hundred one, <laughs> karate, karate grip Hans. Well, I got all the um, the like the karate supply magazines because I was super into it. And Chuck Norris marketed a brand of jeans called Kick Jeans that you could fucking rock. Shit. Jeans look good. But if anybody messed with you, you could do a high kick and you wouldn't rip out your jeans or like you'd be able to pull it off. It's useful. Durable. I, I knew 
You know, I gotta tell all of you, I knew where this podcast was headed from the beginning. <laughs> this <laughs> odyssey we've been on, this this story of heroes lost in the night. Mm-hmm. I knew it was gonna come back to John Claude Van Damme. Uh, oh yeah, my of personal course. favorite martial artist. He's really good in Bloodsport, especially. Um, I would add Universal Soldier as a breakthrough film. Great. I would add um, Kickboxer. Oh, God, what if a kickboxer was awesome? I what? would add Time Cop as a personal 9-11. Peter Himes. That movie holds up, man. I got it on Amazon.com for two ninety nine the other day. Yeah. For the, probably renting it for the third time in my life. Great. And, uh, it's like front to back. That movie's great. What about it's, uh, No Retreat, No Surrender? Yeah. And he plays his, his first heel role. Oh yeah, one I don't know so well. A seal, like a Navy seal. No, or? no, it was the No Retreat No Surrender was like a super low budget answer to the Karate Kid, uh, where he plays uh, he plays like the Ivan Drago of uh, to to this kid's Rocky. The movie is fucked up beyond any comparison. At, at one point, the kid is trained in karate by the ghost of Bruce Lee. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like hologram trip Bruce out Lee. on that for a second. He goes to an abandoned house. <laughs> And Bruce Lee comes and teaches him karate. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it is a fucking wild movie. Awesome. Shit, I wish I had it. I would put it on right now. Yeah. I mean, visually, I think the whole catalog up to the quest stands up. <laughs> like, they're always... If you just have it on the TV in the background, I'm, I'm never bored when I look <laughs> over at a Van Damme movie. We should and, have had... Hey, not for nothing, but Hard Target. Our oh, target's all right. I've seen our target a couple fucking, times. Um, fucking Wilfred Owen. What's his name? Wilf, Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred Brimley. Brimley yeah, is awesome Brimley. in that. The Cajun uncle. Yeah. Oh, I oh, remember yeah. that. And he drives the boat. Yeah. He's he's running. He has a still out in the rural. Yeah. Louisiana. Oh. And he like rigs the place to blow up when the the hunters come in. He's a badass. It's, it's not a bad. I mean, it's not it's not a great John Woo movie, but it's a good. John Claude Van Damme, John Woo movie. <laughs> Brimley can steal the show though. He stole the show in the thing. Great, great, yeah, great scene. Absolutely, it wanted to be us. <laughs> so good. And uh, I gotta say, I loved him in China Syndrome. Oh, really good. No, it's, it's when he's a dick that he's not so appealing. Yeah, like in the oatmeal commercials or whatever. The great, great nuts. Oh yeah, Remember he did those TV commercials where he's like, I didn't, it's what's I, for breakfast. When <laughs> I was. When I was unemployed, I used to watch a lot of daytime TV, and he would always do like, um, "Are you tired of waking? Like, you know, are you tired of having your CPAP machine? You know, keep you up at night? Like, uh, are you tired? Are you like, uh, I can? I he worked for a company that provided like curbside diabetic supplies, like in plain brown wrappers, so you wouldn't be ashamed, like that kind of thing. Like, get your diabetic supplies with dignity, uh-huh. and it'll be like I'm over Brimley for." You know, diabetic supplies, <laughs> like real bottom of the barrel stuff. And I yeah, was like, I was like, you're on a hard target, man. Uh, we got somebody who wrote in who just says huge crush on Blake. So yeah, dude. On they're anonymous. We'll never find them. How can I know? Do you think it's my ex girlfriend? Could be. Well, yeah. I mean, we. She. Uh, I was. She might. She might have a crush on you. Yeah. Very possible. I hope it's someone I know. If I didn't know somebody who had a crush on me, that would be weird, wouldn't it? Like it's just like it's just a person out there somewhere. It's just someone who loves you a lot. It happens to me all the time, know. man. I love it. 
Street crushes, no dice. I'm too <laughs> old. <laughs> street crushes. And that if concludes I, I, our questions. If I ever go out with someone steadily again, they're going to be over 40, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Third order? 36 on up. I think, and I don't mean to just be ageist or anything, but. Yeah, come on, man. I just think it'd be a fool's errand to like try and date someone nine, six, ten years younger than you. Unless 20. you just wanted to have fun. Yeah. I don't really want to have fun anymore. I kind of want to like just live and like do good work. Yeah. Andrew and I are eight years apart. Yep. So you're the exception that proves the, the truth? <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Eight, eight is workable. I mean. Worked so far. I've had, I dated someone who was roughly 10 years my junior and we were really close for a long time. But I think at this point, because I'm single again. Ladies, uh, ladies. No, uh, yeah, stay no, no chat. Uh, watch out. Stay off the sidewalks, ladies. Don't this... hit me up because I'm, I'm a broken-hearted winner, you know? I'm just, yeah. just out broken. there winning alone every day. Every time you wake so up, you're interested. like, hey, every time you wake up, you're like, I'm going to do my best today. And that's all I can hope for. I do my best for each day, for yeah. today. For today. Just for today. Yeah. I, th- I need to start listening to, like, Gorilla Biscuits or something. Get, start today. Get positive. Start Today, I no, I. Let's. I mean, if I could steer you away from Gorilla Biscuits, I don't know that band well. So yeah, what would you? What would be your like? Today is the day kind of record. Like Thin Lizzy, yeah, Thin Lizzy. yeah, Tom Petty. Petty for Thin sure. Thin Lizzy, do anything you want to do. That song, Hate Breed, Hate Breed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, who is that for me? Right? What's the summer? Okay, can I ask? Can I ask a final question? Of course, yes, absolutely. Please do. Are we kind of getting near to uh, Schenectady, we're, we're, and we're just going to wrap it, it up, like, yeah. Into, yeah. circling the drain? <laughs> we're good. Because I see a red. Hans roof. is like working the front desk, lady, and we're going to sneak in the side entrance. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. If that's you got a like meta- if that's a metaphor a for something else, <laughs> so. I like to work the front desk, lady. <laughs> well, you sneak in. Well, you sneak in alongside. <laughs> um, but I had, do have a question. Well, I have two things, actually. Great. I'd like to get off my chest before yeah. I run up out of here into the red roof to claim my bed, being the champion that I am. Perfect. I'm going to sleep on the Bible as my pillow <laughs> and a cotton blanket. A, Gide- a Gideon Bible. <laughs> my question is, what is your feel-good hit of this summer? I had this conversation with a couple friends I was having cigarettes and water with last night. Beautiful. Very late. And we were trying to figure out what is the, like, what's your, and I hate to use the word, but like, what is your expressive jam? Yeah, like, what gets you up? We're talking about all-time jam? Absolutely. It could be from any period. Just what do you find yourself playing over and over? The, The song Love, Light, and Flight by Stevie Wonder. Okay. That song, it's the extended version, uh, which it, most artists did, like, just to, like let somebody else remix their extended versions, but he actually played, like, different different keyboard parts on the extended version, so it's actually awesome. It's like listening to a different song. So that's, extended version, Love, Light, and... Love, Light, and Flight, the, the 12-inch version. I listen to that on repeat uh, when I'm driving or at work. It's just, it's, yeah, it's my summer song. It gets me through, because I, I don't like the summer at all. Is so it's like your safe safe track? It's my safe track. If I'm feeling low, if I'm feeling down, my if my if my cheeks are stained with tears that I never truly go away, I will listen to that song and you know 
makes my pillow a little little drier. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's cool. I want to listen to that when I go home. Yeah. To look into tonight. Love, light, and flat. I can I'll, look it up on the um, phone, right? I'll, I'll send you the up. link. Oh, great. It's, it's a banger. It'll make you feel very high. Yeah. Okay. Um... I'm I'm going through things I've listened to recently, trying to find like the one the one that's got thirty five. The one that's got yeah like three thousand plays. (laughs) It's gonna be either I'm a real talking heads thing, so like ten of decisions, or the extended dance mix version of Ebenezer Good. Whoa, (laughs) the Shaman? Are you kidding? Yeah, those those are my two summer jams. Ebenezer Good. I don't know. Naughty, naughty. Ebenezer Good. It's Ebenezer Good. That's what Andrew busts out to torture me. It's really good. (laughs) Oh, it's the guy. Ebenezer Good. It's the guy from Prodigy before he was. You would probably like it. I do like that. It's the Shaman music. Yeah, Ebenezer Good. Ebenezer Good. It's Ebenezer Good. It's, it's, uh, uh, is this delivered in like a mockney kind of? No, yes. it's, oh, it's, <laughs> it's love it. straight up. Yeah, it is straight up like. It's, oh, a, but yeah. but it's really rude. Your UK like, listeners are yep. going to be way into that. It's a guy in the place with a bittersweet face, and he goes by the name of Ebenezer Good, or some shit like that. Oh, I like it. Really good. Really, really good. All right, you're gonna have to. Can you? T- oh uh, yeah, we'll fire that up. Can you tweet me that later? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Throw that up in my Twitter feed. So yeah, that's those are my two feel goods for the uh, for the summer. That's a nice twofer, man. I like yeah, that. You know. <laughs> that's a, that's what do you twofer. got? American Girl, all summer, every summer. Every yeah, it's a perennial, right? <laughs> that's it. Just never that's, dies. That's just how it goes. Wow, really puts the pressure on me then to come up with Which, my. What do you got? Well, I, I got thrown off by your all your s- sayings. I gotta say, the streets. Um, I'm such a twat. Twat. Yeah, twat. Twat, twat. I th- I say twat. <laughs> How could I have done that? I'm such a twat about the guy losing his girlfriend at the club, and he's. He, do you know the song? The only one I know is I knew like the shit they did before that was like chav music, and then there was when I was in England they they released a song where the guy like grew a beard and was like rapping about an old man, and I was like, oh, this dude's going going through something right now, and then that was the last I had heard of it. Oh uh, yeah. But such a twat is on um, a grand don't come for free, which is a beautiful concept. It's like a Titus Andronicus record. It's a full concept record about a kind of street level guy um, in Hackney or something, and he's uh, he has a, he gets a thousand dollars for like some kind of shady drug deal. In the opening, he, in the course of the album, he loses the thousand dollars. He loses all his friends. His girlfriend decides he's useless and at the end of the record he recovers everything and he finds a thousand dollars behind his tv set and like slid behind the tvs another odyssey here in a great it's total odyssey and it culminates in the beauty double track empty cans so i'm gonna i'm gonna undo such a twat and say one of my perennial feel-good songs is empty cans okay by the streets and i'm gonna say lupe fiasco Okay. Right now. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> his new trilogy, um, and the video is kind of part of it, but it's a three that three part song, um, Angels. What is it? Lamborghini Angels. If you get a chance, I'm learning to hear, a lot here. That's a lovely summer, hopeful. Banger. It's a yeah. It's a victory. It's a slow burner, but it, it it's on Victory Records. Triumph. 
Wow. All right. Um, before we pull the plug, do you have anything you want to uh, you want to plug? Aside from the the Kickstarter for the the three three hundred thousand now, uh, now I don't want to promote that, but I do. I am. <laughs> I'll tell you the thing. It's like down to the wire, but I'm playing a festival tomorrow. Oh shit! It is down to the wire in okay. Queens. Whoa! Out in the streets festival. I'll, I'll be there at uh, five p.m. Um, doing like a forty minute rock and roll set. Just me and pedal my pedals. Oh, it's my precious. Precious pedals, <laughs> precious pedals, and the my boss. voice and my songs and a lot of. I think I want to. Sh- I'm bringing my '63 Gretsch, so I'm thinking of, I want to shred it a bit. Seems some sick leads. And, Perfect. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's what I should promote right now. Probably. I, there's no way it'll, this will make it to air in time for that. Right. But uh, we we can put that on the Tumblr. <laughs> Well, see if we can uh, we, we can pull a few people. We don't need to salvage anything from tomorrow, but <laughs> I guess the main thing is, uh, yeah, I'm about to release a record uh, on Bandcamp. All right, and uh, I have about ten tracks right now, ready to go. So it's going to be an online digital kind of release. Do you have a date for that? Probably, I would expect it to be finished in like a week. Oh wow! All right, so super soon, or a week and a half. I mean, I'll drop it. I'll drop it on a Tuesday, I guess, because that's how they that's do it how in the it business. Hmm. New record day is Tuesday usually. So I'm working with a um, a web designer and a a friend who's helping me build the site, and I got a lot of new new and slightly old tracks that um, I'm dusting off, and I'm you know I'm excited about it. Sick. I like the music. We'll put that up too. Great. It's called the album is called Forgetting Christopher. Blake Schwarzenbach's Forgetting Christopher LP. Not you, but no. me. Okay. It, that's, it could also be called It's Not You, It's Me. <laughs> it's not you. It's B me. slash W. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? No, I'm good. Yeah. Gab's I, already left the room. She's got she's got people that are like waiting in a bar for her Gab right has now, got so. street talk on she's her got mind. street talk happening. Wow. All right. All right. Well, I guess this has been, what, 96? 96. We don't, we don't even know what episode it is anymore. We're, we're like a... We have a bunch... Ahead now we're usually like ten behind, but right now we're like four ahead. Mad so, prolific. Did you hear this? Did you guys break one hundred? Pretty yet. soon. Pretty soon. We're oh, about to. We're gonna we're gonna do hopefully episode one hundred. Hopefully episode one hundred will be our live podcast. Ah, which you're invited to. Knock if on you let's come. I'll have to come back for that one for yeah. uh, the Discord one hundred. I want to break it's that. A, <laughs> so this will be break the Discord one hundred. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been ninety six. Appreciate your, uh, your your second trip on the drive. It's, Thank uh, yeah. you. Man, Thank I'm you. Just, I'm just happy to be along for the ride, you know. <laughs> 96 was a good year. Absolutely. For driving. For driving. Oh, me? Oh, <laughs> I, could down. T- I could tell you stories about 96, man. Oh. <laughs> Save it for 100. Oh, yeah. No, I, I absolutely. Right. Let's cue the music. Don't be afraid.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.